Alongside my friend, Matt Youngner. Say hello, Maddie. Oh, oh Maddie. I know <laughs> how you're doing. <laughs> yeah. I don't have that. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, can you remember what we were like 24 hours ago at this time? Oh, we were a mess. Fucking mess. I think I had just, I had just arrived. Yep. We took that picture of the two of us just looking horribly nervous, not knowing to do ourselves. We couldn't sit. A lot pacing, of deep pacing, deep breaths, getting lightheaded, yeah. breathing deep and too much. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, and now we get to play that song. We talked about it on the podcast that when we won, you just play that and you're going to curl up on the couch yeah. and start balling. That's once baby. all the hubbub is over. <laughs> I'm by myself. By yourself. Okay, so you haven't had that moment yet. I'll play that song. I was by myself when I went to sleep last night. Oh, oh, did, oh, did you listen to it? A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't cry, though. I was too happy. Oh, my God. I have cried at least, legitimately cried three times. One was one of the hardest cries. I Probably <laughs> the hardest cry I've ever seen you cry in your life. Oh, God. We'll get to that. We'll get to it. <laughs> I'm going to get choked up. How many times I cry in this podcast? In this podcast? Question. In this podcast, right now. Oh, how many times will you cry during yes, the podcast? Yes, yes, yes. Do we have an over-under? Oh, I think the over-under is two and a half. <laughs> two and a half. Do you want that's pretty good. That didn't count. I got a little choked up. No, no, no. Yeah, that doesn't. Before I'm on. No, no. I want to see you. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to rig it with some video. I'll play in the background while we're doing stuff. I know you're cues now. <laughs> oh, and the best part is we're watching uh, the, the the game for maybe the fifth time, fourth time, or fifth. Time. It might be the fifth now. The condensed version flies by. It goes NBA by TV. so fast on NBA TV. We're watching it over and over. This game was fucking incredible. Well, look, welcome to the Cleveland Sports Hours. Yeah, today, we're going today, long, we're going today. long today. We are two. no limits today, Patty. <laughs> nope, no limits. Champions have no limits. Do you mean, do you mean that? Me? No limits? That's right. Woo! Be ready, really guys. Stretch it out. Uh, we are two self-aware but unapologetic homers who spend far too much time watching, reading, and thinking about the 2016 NBA World Champion <laughs> Cleveland Cavaliers. <laughs> so, if you like the informed, oh, intelligent Cleveland fans' perspective on this wondrous, glorious day. You have come to the right place. Uh, all right, we're gonna be all over the place today, so let's just get right into it. We're gonna have, we're gonna hear from some VIPs a little bit later on. Uh, some of our close friends uh, who are fans of the podcast uh, will be joining us with their takes. Uh, but let's just start because, as we said, we were there. We were there at the game. I questioned you. I doubted you, Patty. Don't thought, you should never doubt me. I, I thought, I thought we were supposed to be in Cleveland. And there's something to be said for that. And, you know, there was that moment watching everything clean going, ah, man, that would have been great. But we were fucking there, man. It was amazing. We were in the, we were in the lion's den, except they didn't realize who the lion was. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, to be – to have that experience in that way is a thing. I'm forever glad that we did. Uh, but just that it turned out that maybe it's – you know, some people would tell you that that's the best game seven in the history of the NBA Finals. 
we got to be there. Yep. Even though it's outside of that it was ending the drought and all that stuff, just an amazing game to be at. It's so incredible. How many leaves were on the line? So much. 52 years. First time since 19 years and 19 years that we had a chance to win a championship. Uh, going up against the 73 win team that would have been the best of all time had they won. Yep. Um, coming down from a 3 1 deficit, uh, possible change in the guard moment. If, if Steph wins, he is undisputably the best player in the NBA, mm-hmm. and LeBron is second place now after being the king for so long. Uh, or LeBron James takes back his throne, takes back what's his. Right. And from uh, the Jackals and the hyenas. hyenas. It's a whole. And, and you've seen it already. It's a whole different narrative on LeBron now. Oh, where the questions about him are. It's I mean, over. I guess they'll, they'll, it's I, over. I guess it'll still, could conceivably, Skip Bayless is, will still be gainfully employed, so somebody could say something. But for the most part, you see that that is done. I think all those people are going to be laughed out of their jobs. Yeah. Laughed out of their jobs. Like, this is not this is not a legitimate opinion to have anymore. You can, you can voice it, people. We're going to voice it. You are going to be laughed at because you were a goddamn moron. Yeah. And uh, you missed it. Because you were yapping, Patty, but the, <laughs> the big block on Iguodala just happened on oh, the play oh, in the background. Man. So it even had like I think that iconic moment being a part of it mm-hmm. uh, is is just huge for his legacy and how people feel about him. In addition, like the wins, the win, and the stats in the previous game are what the they are. But he won. had a defining, he had a defining one. All three of the big three had a defining moment. We'll get to all this, but let's talk about it now briefly. We had LeBron with the, with the block. Yep. We had. Kevin fucking Love with the most important defensive play of our entire season, of our entire franchise. Yeah. Kevin Love. just That was unbelievable psycho D on Curry. Hey, can I say something about that real quick? It was, yes. It, was, it caught me watching the replay because obviously in the arena you don't have benefit of uh, benefit. I benefit sometimes yeah. of hearing the announcers. But they called the timeout before Kyrie hit that shot and uh, Love was in the game yeah. instead of TT. And he said they got love in uh, for offense. That's a risk there because if they don't take a timeout or if you don't hit anything, you're not going to be able to change your defense. And then you got love back there on That's D right. instead of TG, who we will talk about a lot later. Yes. Um, so it was called specific, called out specifically. Kyrie hits the shot. The Golden State doesn't take a timeout specifically so they, they can take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. And love, goddammit, steps up huge. Keeps Curry out of the lane, stays on him, makes him put up a, a contested bricky brick shot, and it's huge, unbelievable, unbelievable. And then what will now be known as the shot. When we talk about the shot, you know what shot we're talking about—the real shot. It's Kyrie Irving with the dotting Steph Curry's eye with a game-winning three. Oh, the championship three. That's what he fucking shot. That was so. That, I know we'll talk continually about what it was like being at the game, but that last four minutes when neither team was scoring oh was so intense. Unbelievable. I think right before the timeout where Kyrie hit that thing, like everybody in our section is sort of like, oh, my God, and I turned around and made eye contact with a Warriors fan who's just shaking his head, and he's like, Jesus Christ, my heart is beating out of my chest. <laughs> I can't handle this shit, man. <laughs> it was so intense oh. in there, play in and play out. And then, oh, here it, it is. is. Here it is. Boom! Kyrie hitting that shot, and Patty and I just bah, just fucking lost it. And then immediately, but the play keeps going. Keep going. Oh, shit, we should have called on him. Oh, God. Focused right back in on it. Seth Curry dribbling on, on Kyrie. Double switch. Kevin Love doesn't miss a beat. No, 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 no. Pass it up, Steph. Good. Almost threw it away. Reset. Seth Love. Oh, pump fake goes in. No. Brick. 
Ball game. Not quite, but still. <laughs> and, then, and then Kyrie almost blows the game. Yeah, that's – By going for that quick basket, which he doesn't get. He Talk about – that was the most Cleveland – because I saw it when he was driving down. I was like, what the hell is he doing? We need to run the clock. Our worst-case scenario is yeah. we dribble it out, and they have seven seconds to hit a three. That's our worst-case scenario. And uh, Kyrie almost does the dumbest thing that, that could have ruined the game. Just that, we dodged a big bullet there. Big bullet. Oh, my God. And then, of course – this play out of the inbounds, LeBron, you know, gets it out to Kyrie in the backcourt. And then because Clay Thompson tries to stay with Kyrie the whole way, Kyrie gets a step on him and just races all the way to the fucking basket. This pass back to LeBron should be a huge dunk for the game. And then he gets fouled so hard. Like, I just – I thought this was this is Cleveland all over again. Yeah, that was really – I thought they just destroyed him. Like, it was, he was broken. His leg had been, like, snapped in half or something horrible. And he was done playing, like – Forever. Yeah. Like, I thought it was a career-ending injury or something. I immediately went to, who are the Warriors going to pick to shoot those free, free throws? throws? Yeah. TT? Was he out there? I don't think he was out there. I don't know that they – do you have to pick somebody that's on the floor? Oh, I think you can right. pick anybody on the on the Jeez. active roster. And so, like, I was just sure that, one, he was going to be out for this for the his career. Like, just horribly. I was just kind of like, oh, God, no. This is the, God, this is the no, moment. Yeah. No, no. And – they we missed both free throws because we put TT up there or something like that. They hit the three, tie the game in overtime, and of course we lose because LeBron was done. Yeah. I thought that was for sure was going to happen. It's it's the goal. And then he written has, out written out for us, right? And then he like, has this moment. Gets up there, breaks the first one, really makes the second one. That amazing defense again on the inbounds pass. Kevin loved jumping in the background on that dunk. He thought it was going in like I was. I thought that dunk – I was ready to go by. Because that's – that was. If he put that down, I was like, this is game over. Game we got over. it. Five points, we got it. I um, was ready to go bananas. I was going to talk some shit immediately so to those fans shit. behind so us. So much shit. Uh, but uh, – and then it was that weird moment when when, they, when he missed that first three and Space got the rebound. I started to be worried. But when I saw LeBron go – like, see the clock? There was two seconds left. And he just held his hand out. And they didn't guard him. He went back, and yeah. I was like, oh, my God, did we just win? Red light. Pandemonium. Pandemonium, jumping up and down, hugging, and then, of course, crying. Um, we'll get back to that in a second. Um, but let me give you guys uh, – let, let's give you guys the story of going to the Oracle. Um, I, so, yeah, Thursday night, midnight, I buy tickets. Yes. Come out here after some after much soul searching as we covered in the last podcast. On my flight over here – I don't know what it was. It's not a direct line from New York. It's a direct line from New York to, to San Francisco. It does not go over Cleveland. But some reason, you can my Twitter, did you see it? It went up towards Cleveland. went right over Cleveland. I saw the edge of like, the area. It's, oh, Cleveland's coming up soon. I could see 480. I could see it 480. Mm-hmm. And a cloud came over, so I couldn't quite see the city. And then I saw uh, uh, the airport, Hopkins. Looked back, sort of see the little edge of the city. Mm-hmm. It was like they just like flew over Cleveland, so I could see it on my way over to San Francisco. Got to your place, just constantly nervous and pacing, as we said. Uh, went and saw, met Rob and Mike. Rob, oh my God, let's talk about Rob for just a second. Just fucking big, big time, big time, all time. Oh yeah, I don't. It, Rob is like my favorite person right now. I love you, but I mean, does this count for your first time crying on the podcast, Pat? It was close it's, there. It's, it got twinkle in my eye. It was very close. Frog in my throat. About this man, Rob Hendrick. <laughs> I mean, he days. really came through, man. He came through so good. Uh, Jesus. Then we get so we, we got on the, we got on the bar to go out there, and this is the biggest crazy moment, right? 
Yeah, this is the first time. We go, oh, look, some cast. You see some cast fans. Some cast fans uh, buying their tickets. We go down and wait for the platform. It takes about 10 minutes to wait for the, for the train to come along. And just cast fans just keep pouring out. There were at least, what, 35? 30? Uh, that 25? might be a 25 is probably right. 25. A lot of cast fans. Fill it with an entire car. Yeah. We got a Let's Go Cast chant going at one point. On the way to the Oracle, getting out of the subway, we saw uh, Bill Walton. Yeah, waiting in line, Bill Walton all of a sudden lurches through <laughs> with one of his more delinquent sons in tow. <laughs> it was pretty awesome that he took part, although a lot of the people around us that are natives are like, yeah, that's just how he does. <laughs> Too stoned to be driving, probably. <laughs> Can remember how to do Bart. That was pretty awesome. That was great. He also moved through that crowd like a a knife through butter, man. I don't know if you noticed that. I mean, we were in, we were queuing up, and it we was like a long line. Like, and he goes, yeah, you're right. He passed us, and then just made a beeline. That was incredible. I don't know how he did it. Um, there was another moment where you're walking from, you know, you walk by the Oracle Coliseum, you take a long walk to get to the Oracle, and they're oh, nice. They just won. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> Patty, gonna cry now. This might be another one. Uh, LeBron's gonna be on the ground crying in a second. Patty, will that do it to you? Yeah, probably. Will Timo just being happy like a little child do oh, it to yeah, you? Like a giant child. Oh my god! Look at him! Look at him! Oh god! This is this is the same time that I went down. Yeah. Uh, are you kind of? That's like it's like fractions of crying. Yes. Add to add to one. Uh, <laughs> So you were saying we're going, we're walking to the game. We go by the Coliseum and, and we pass by somebody. And I got signs like you know, uh, Doug Pete, believe blah blah blah, whatever. And like, come on, these are cab signs. Made some kind of joke. I'm like, oh, I'll take one. I'll take one. Grabs a sign, turns around, tears it in half in front of her face. And I saw that. I kind of started laughing nervously. And the woman said what I was thinking in the back of my mind. She goes, Karma, Karma. I was like, God, God, God damn it, Rob. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? Come on. You need this. Get your head in the game. Yeah. I was terribly nervous. So nervous that I didn't want to actually mention it. Yeah, I, I did the same thing. For fear, for fear of the superstition being locked in. It was not until after the game when Mike did the same, Rob's brother did the exact same thing. And I was like, those hemorrhages, they need to transgress. <laughs> and then Patty and I both realized that we had been a little, we wished Rob had not done that before the game. Oh, yeah. We, we really kept our mouths. But I love it. The Emmerich brothers. Bookended. Oh, yeah. Bookended this championship game by tearing those fucking signs apart in front of Royer's fans. <laughs> so, it was great. <laughs> savage. Um, <laughs> you want to talk about Warriors fans? Yeah, yeah, some of the Warriors fans. Because I, I think it was a tale of two Warriors fans. Uh, you know, I always respect the Warriors fans before they their championship run. Mm-hmm. Um, I've met a few, and you, you, their series with Captain Jack, how crazy they were for their team. You know, they had a long drought, too. They're good so fans. Good fans. But uh, they've been overrun by rich frontrunners. Oh, yeah. The bandwagon is large. and There were at least 3,000 cast fans that game. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Maybe I, mean, I, say, I say at least. Because I'm, I'm, I'm in a Boolean's mood. I think the Boolean's mood. But, uh, two is probably close. Probably. But, but that was that was who was left after the game. I guess that wouldn't mean everyone. Still, I don't know. There was a lot of fucking cash fans. It was enough that every time there was a big shot, you would hear a big cheer. Yeah. It sounded obviously more muted than the huge Oracle crowd, but like you could hear it. Yeah. We were all going nuts after every big three. It's always big threes in particular. You see this huge cheer go up. Mm-hmm. 
Um, that, that was incredible. And that, again, is, a, 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 to me, an indication of the frontrunner Warriors uh, fans that had taken over that uh, arena. And uh, Rob was talking to a big uh, yeah. Warriors fan who was just so pissed at all the Cavs fans that were here. I mean, pissed at the Warriors pissed at fans. the Warriors season ticket holder, whoever, who sold their seats to a Cavs fan. <laughs> and then Rob just, like, went up to the guy and showed him the name. <laughs> yeah, he pulled the ticket out of his pocket and was like, here's the name of the guy that sold me. <laughs> take, so it with, take it up with take, him. Take it up with him. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, so, yeah. so, so, so <laughs> part of the concern, I think, coming in was that we were going to go in Cavs gear, and I think uh, some people, Rob was concerned about this, and some of our wives were concerned uh, that we would, might be in, in physical danger. Uh, that uh, almost immediately it was clear that that was not going to be yeah. the problem. People were, were friendly to us, got good natured ribbing for the most part. I had the experience. I uh, went to the bathroom right before the game and was waiting in line to wash my hands. And a Warriors fan next to me sort of tapped me on the shoulder and he was like, "Hey, man, if anybody gives you shit, tell them to go fuck themselves. This is just a basketball <laughs> game, all right? People, some people get out of control. It's not that big a deal. Good luck. I hope it's a great game." And I was like, "Oh, thanks, man. I'm probably not going to tell anybody to go fuck themselves, but I appreciate the sentiment." And I even turned around and sort of bumped into somebody when I was leaving, and he was said, "Excuse me," and he was like, "Oh, don't, don't worry about it." Good luck. I hope yeah. it's a good game. I came out and I was like, wow, I just had a really wonderful experience. Yeah, I told all of us to give us a report. I was like, oh, I'm going to the bathroom now. Yeah. So I want to I I feel that. I want to feel that nice camaraderie of, of sportsmanship. Walked in the bathroom, uh, uh, sat in my stall, uh, and I'm wearing my, uh, my Dion, three on waiters jersey. Yeah. Yellow uh, Dion jersey. Oh, so good. And uh, I, as soon as I get in my stall, I hear, hey, number three. Go home to Ohio. Go home to Cleveland. Wait, is that a Dion Waiters jersey? What kind of fan are you? Is that on your fucking team? Like, just laying into me. The next one of them said, like, he's like, I guess it's sort of like a JR jersey. I was like, I turned around. I was like, yeah, that's right. JR and Shaw and T1 Mozgov. So, yeah, three and one. Mm -hmm. And the guy kept following me. He's just like, uh, 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 at least you don't have a deli jersey. I'm like, I wish I had a fucking deli jersey. <laughs> I want to hustle like deli. You wish you fucking hustle like deli. You didn't say any of that. I said, I said, I said, uh, you wish you could also like Delhi. Oh, all that. right. And I good. threw some trash back in them. So it was just all trash talk. Uh, and I left, there's no big deal. But I was like, I had, I had a polar opposite experience, man. I just had nothing but trash talk there. Yeah. Um, and then when we got to our seats, we got to our seats, this guy saw us, big guy, and he was immediately, he was like, oh, fuck. Like, this is, no, you guys are going to be hearing all night from me. Like, he was, he was all talk. Yeah. But Matt, you were like instantly charmed him. Oh, yeah. Disarmed him immediately. I don't know what you said, but you were just like, ah, you know, it'll be a good game, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, well, like, and then we offered them the free Warriors oh. t-shirts that were on our chairs, which exactly. we obviously had no use for. And then now I kind of wish we took them. Scalps. Just take some scalps. Oh, just to have it? Just to have them. Have it in a trophy that. room somewhere? I thought Can be a dish that. rag in your house someday? Exactly. Yeah. exactly. I just didn't want the, the mojo in the middle of my yeah. seats. I think that was the right move. Yeah. Um, so I would generally say I think we found Warriors fans to be pretty nice. Yes, yes. Uh, very good. The, the trash talk I heard was generally good natured, and, yes. and uh, even the one stuff that I had in the bathroom, I think, was mostly good natured. Yes, it was all good. Um, no, I, I, the, the our worst experience was we had two like twenty-something-year-old bandwagon jumpers, females behind us, oh. who really didn't. Know, I mean, you can tell didn't really know about basketball, and were shrieking at the top of their lungs and at the highest imaginable pitch. It right was, into our ears. It was. It was. It was like, like I had no problem with screaming loudly at games. It's a, it's a game, but. They wouldn't do ah as loud as they could or ah. 
something like that. It was it was blood curdling scream, <laughs> like that. Yeah. Enough of the, well, I mean, people turned around to look when they. Everyone, not just us. We turned around and looked, and they saw us doing that. Oh, that one time turned around and gave them all hands, and I was like, just quiet down, turn it down, just turn it down. That that was a bad move. Yeah. Because eventually, I, I noticed they were leaning into our ears to scream. Oh, at for it. sure they were. They were just like vicious. Yeah. Vicious all game long. And bitching and moaning about the goddamn calls. Just like, oh, you paid the refs. Congratulations for buying the refs. Congratulations on your millions of dollars that bought those refs. <laughs> that Cleveland Mafia. Yeah. That big, that big Northeast Ohio oil and steel money. Typical Cleveland behavior. Throwing <laughs> our money at problems, making them go away. <laughs> That's how we do it. You don't have a, you guys aren't a blue collar talent like a Silicon Valley yeah. types. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, man. And they were just continually laying into us. And that, oh, my God, that's what made the final moment so much sweeter. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to jump ahead and just talk about the moment. Sure. Like I said earlier, we saw that red light go up, and we started jumping up and down like a bunch of fucking children, hugging, jumping. And then I, I just kind of like had a moment, looked out at the crowd, seeing them celebrating, and I collapsed to my knees, and I just started to pull. Like, yeah, I literally, we, I was hugging Pat, and I turned around to like high-five another calf stand, and I turned back, and Pat wasn't there. <laughs> and I looked, and he really had collapsed on the ground in front of his seat and was crying hard. <laughs> crying hard. It made me tear up a little bit, Patty. <laughs> I had to pull him up off the ground and console him. It was awesome. It was awesome. And I did stop hearing shit from those I the dummies behind us after that. I don't. I didn't think they. Well, I think when they started crying, they stopped. You're right. As we were hugging and jumping down, they were still screaming yes. shit in our ear. And the thing is, like I, the whole time they were shit, screaming that shit in my ear. One of the things they kept saying throughout the whole game too was like, "Yeah, you have to go back to Cleveland, that fucking sucky little town, Cleveland, Ohio. Go back to Ohio. You have to go back there. It sucks." And I wanted to turn around and be like, "Actually, I live in New York, but you're always going to be you." Give them the Winston Churchill. I want to give them the Winston Churchill. It but have, but as as the as the effect was raining down on me as we were jumping down at Euphoria, I was like, all that sound was just a symphony. Oh yeah, it was an orchestra. It was just beautiful angelic siren yeah. song. Their anger fed me. Oh god, it was just like ambrosia, nectar of the gods. I felt. Correct. I couldn't. I was like, you know what? I can't get enough. The of best this. the best thing to do to these people is to annoy the fuck out of them and then spend a long time doing a selfie in their fucking face because <laughs> yeah. they're right behind <laughs> us, so we had to turn around. Hold the phone right up to their fucking faces and take a selfie. That was great. That was fantastic. I, I struggled with it for a while, too. Yeah. I, kept getting, I kept getting the camera off. Right in their face. They, uh, they shut up. They hate LeBron out here. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's unbelievable. We saw, I can't remember who posted it. but someone, oh, There was oh. like a dad with his kid on Father's Miles Day Brown, Brown. in a shirt that said, LeBron is a pussy-ass bitch. Yeah. Just walking around in public with that. With his kid next to him. So much calling LeBron a bitch. And I, I guess that's because, allegedly, that's what Draymond called him that made him yeah, so yeah. mad. But people are just... Yeah, and also, like, he would be having his normal, like, these calm conversations with the ref about yeah. the call that was made. Totally calm, like, showing his frustration, but, like, he was, you know, he was being... I mean, I've seen him be a much more complaining, whining player. For, for sure. I, I will, yeah, yeah. yeah, every player goes through that stuff. He was being very calm and measured. And they were just like, stop whining, stop you, shut the cry. I'm like, you guys not see your own players, how they scream and hurl fuck at the, at the refs? Oh, yeah. And never get called for technicals because they're terrified of them? No. Oh, that shit's gone. That respect is gone from them. Yes. The refs are not going to be terrified of this team anymore. No. No, 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 no. That, that's, I agree with you completely. That's gone. Oh, my God. Um, what else do you want to talk about the game? Talk about the game. Yeah, the experience of the game. Um, 
how fast it went. I think everything stood out to me. I've been watching the games all. As we said, this is the first game you and I went to in person. Yeah. So we got to see the Cavs in person, keep our, our speak alive, right? Or however long it goes, I wasn't yeah. in track. But, um, but I'd forgotten, like, and we didn't drink no. at all. No, no, no. Which is a change. I was worried about them from a superstitions perspective. We'll get that in a second, too. But, like, I had been drinking red wine <laughs> during victories. That was worried. What a Cleveland fan. What do I do? Well, it's weird. It's like, it's random, but, like, it, that's, that's from previous playoffs. Games. Oh, For some reason red wine always in playoffs was like the thing that that yeah, yeah. led to victory. Um, so it became the thing that I would drink during games, uh, which is very dangerous. <laughs> but uh, but so we you know, we were just both kind of, you were saying like I, I just I can't handle the drink. We tried it later that, that you didn't drink before during game six, so it was also superstition. Yeah, I drink. But also I was like, you know what? Honestly, I need to be fully like with it. Yeah, that's I was, I was just like also I just, like. I felt drunk because of all the adrenaline mm-hmm. and the hyperventilating. Like mm-hmm. I, I, it's still kind of a blur to me that game. Yes, and the game just flew by. I would look up and be like, "There's two minutes left in quarter. What the hell?" Yeah, it moves so fast, so fast. When you don't watch on TV to see the replays over and over again, that was crazy to me. Yeah, it really speeds up. Um, I mean, we have those superstitions. Like, first of all, um, well, let's ask Grant about this later when he joins. Um, well, my understanding was the, the entire. Casarino stood for the entire game. Oh, in game six. Game six. Yeah. Um, the, the Warriors crowd, I think the lower bowl stood up maybe the whole time, but the upper deck sat down all the time. All the time in between. It, what, during the, the game, during the game, they were up. Yeah. But like they had to constantly be exhorted to stand up for the entire game, blah, blah, blah. Um, but like, so we would sit down because everyone else sat down. And I just, you know my thing. I, I During our wins, I never sat. Yeah. I paced. Yeah. I paced. A lion, yeah, lion in the cage. Um, so second half was we we're down seven points. Uh, Matt and I kind of made, again not spoken, not spoken. Oh yeah, we did not sit down anymore. You can't, you can't speak superstitions. No, you have to just do them. And we just, we knew it. Stood the rest of the game. We also apparently, I didn't realize you were doing the exact same thing, but I had this this pose, left arm bent, tucked under, uh, uh, tucked under my uh, right armpit, and then either biting my fingers or biting my nails. Yeah, watching all the action. I was doing the exact. I noticed exactly. that like halfway through that I was like, oh, "Fuck, we're standing the exact same." <laughs> I didn't know that was so funny. Really, I had no idea. Caricature of ourselves. Here. Oh my god! All right, so. Oh, and I don't watch watch important free throws from the Cavs. That's fine. I didn't know. That's that was a I didn't know that you meant. He just he looked in important games, big free throws. So just he don't, glances down. The way you, the way you knew whether we made the shot was just whether the crowd did not cheer. Yeah. Or me. Yeah. So I Although I pound my chest, there were enough. There were enough Cavs fans that a mild clapping reaction. I was like, "All right, good, good, good." You knew. You knew every People time. You were going crazy. Bad news. Oh my god. Um. So, so moments that stand stand out. What, what were you? The moments that stood out to you in that game from before, from before the end. Before the end. Yeah. Let's let, let's go through the game. Um. The first quarter. Well, sorry, so the big thing that stood out in the beginning was how, the first quarter how how shitty we were shooting from three, right? I mean, that was yeah, the, that was the theme of the first half. No three was we were one for thirteen or something, and the, the one half. three was from fucking Shump. Shumpert that he was fouled. Wow, on. Um, crazy! I, I was super worried with every three we missed, and Dr- and Draymond going bonkers. Those were the two big things in the beginning. Like Draymond had an amazing five game. Five pointers, five for five, five for five in the first half. And with each one of those, part of me is like, all right, this will balance out. They're not going to continue shooting this well, and we weren't, we we're not going to keep shooting this poorly. 
But halfway through the game is that's like that could be the that could be the championship. That could be it. Mm-hmm. It's one game to win it all. It's not like that's going to even out over a season or over a week or whatever. Um, that's it. Going one for thirteen from three in a championship game is enough to lose that championship yeah. game. And I was super super worried about that. I, but outside of that, everything else felt pretty good to me. They were shooting terrible from two. We were shooting all right from non three point range. Mm-hmm. Turnovers were about even. We were beating them on the boards. We were getting to the free throw line a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So everything felt like we should be winning. But the disparity in three was great enough that I felt lucky that we were down by seven at the half. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we, I mean, we were very lucky to be down by seven at the end of the half because we were playing just terrible offense those last four minutes. Um, and that was was killing me, which we just weren't we weren't moving the ball. We, we didn't weren't run. running offense. We did a lot of just one-on-one hero ball. Yeah, which I think was the plan. I mean, I think that was the plan. I don't yeah. think that was just uh, LeBron and Kyrie breaking off the offense and doing what they wanted. I think that's what the move was. That's crazy. Um, which crazy it worked. Silly for us to question at this point, right. but but we were super worried about it all throughout the game. And speaking of the pace, the game moved so fast, but like their actual pace in the game was so much slower. We obviously won every game we had that we had a high pace, but they slowed down the game. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm still not sure why they did that. It was. Paid off, Again, I guess. It worked. Yeah. So oh, I have a hard time complaining about it, but I, I was worried about LeBron having a stinker game. Yeah, he was. Uh, first lots half, of turnovers. I mean, he was on pace for a triple double from the get go. Mm-hmm. Um, but it didn't look like his jump shot was working. It didn't look like he wanted to shoot jump shots. Uh, he's sloppy with the ball. I even thought some of his defense on Draymond, while well, part of the point was to just close off Steph and Clay and give shots to. Harrison Barnes, yay, it worked. And Draymond, no, it did not work. It felt like LeBron lost him a little more than he should have on some of those. So I was, I was Sorry, sickeningly I, worried about a, a game where LeBron, another a legacy tarnisher. In the background, we're watching uh, uh, Steph Curry um, uh, have that ball go through his hands and into LeBron's hands for the dunk. Oh, my God. The pouty bitch face he puts on. Just hangs his head to the side and goes, Oh, throws his hands down. It's unbelievable to watch in slow-mo. He's got to take a beating from oh the series, God. man. And really, this is, he no-showed this finals. No-showed this finals. Two finals in a row. Kyrie 100% outplayed him. I mean, like, emphatically outplayed him by all measures, all statistics. Not, 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 Steph didn't win a single statistical category against Kyrie, let alone LeBron. I don't know if that's actually true. Uh, I bet he out-rebounded Kyrie. Because he rebounds a lot, and Kyrie doesn't. But it's possible. Yeah, Kyrie yeah. scored more and assisted more, and less turnovers, sure. and had less better, better shooting percentages yeah. across the board. Yeah, he outplayed him for sure. Yeah, without question. Um, this is a little off topic, but for trash talking purposes, Pat, I'm pretty sure this confirms that we would have won last year if Kyrie had remained healthy. Uh, obviously. Also, uh, this makes it the greatest team of all time, right? Yeah. I, just, I think I made this tra- point yesterday. Transfer property? If you're the toughest guy in the world and I beat you up, I, I am the toughest guy, guy in the world, world now. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. There That's we are. It's math. Them's the brakes. Them's the brakes, folks. <laughs> Didn't need to bother messing around with 73 wins in a regular season. I just took them out when it mattered. Can't wait for all the trash talk. It's so great. Oh, that so was great. one I know. Uh, I'll, I'll pat myself on the back for this one, but there was an Oakland fan who came in while we were cheering after the uh, awards presentation and started chanting about, we got to go back to Cleveland, Cleveland sucks, you guys suck. And uh, he got roundly rejected by people, but the line I gave him was, that's, that's regular season talk, friend. <laughs> this is the playoffs. <laughs> I'll just see your way out of here. That's so it's good. Playoff trash talk so time. 
you and your team don't show up for that. Playoff trash talks for the big boys. You yeah. guys can go home the rest of the season. Congrats, you see your way right out. Congrats of here. on that. Craig, congrats on that wonderful, meaningless record you have. Mm -hmm. What a what a great part of this too. That <laughs> oh, that thing is worthless now. So worthless. Totally. So completely worthless. It's amazing. A footnote of no consequence. Absolutely no consequence. It's amazing. Uh, <laughs> um, so you want to talk about end moments, Patrick? Do you have other well, other stuff that stuck out for you in the game before yes, we got to the end? Yes, which is that one, I was so confused throughout and I would be you know, in, in love vindicate himself, how much love uh, Lou was playing and TT just disappeared. Well, the whole set, like second quarter was just gone. Super weird. He played it all. It was crazy. And so when like we went down by seven, I was just like, get the get Kevin Love the fuck out of there. Um, and I just I'm so happy to be wrong. So happy to be wrong by how amazingly he played. He had a plus nineteen. Yeah, easily he had the best plus, plus minus. minus. Easily. I, 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 again, I know plus minus is a weird statistic. Uh, 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 one out. But the point is like, just, whoa. Yeah, that one really stood out. And again, that doesn't stand out. Honestly, doesn't stand out if he doesn't have those clutch rebounds. He was a fucking animal off the glass early. Yeah. And his defense late was just fucking. I did not expect it. No. But briefly, the reason why we were so upset why TT wasn't playing is what. Oh, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. I, I leaned over to Pat at one point and I was like, "You realize Tristan Thompson's our best perimeter defender, and it's not even close. Not even close. There was a point where it wasn't even that they were comfortable." Uh, having him guard the picker so that they could switch on pick and rolls. He just picked up Steph Curry one-on-one -on -one from the beginning of the play. Yeah. He's just like, no, 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 I'm marking him. Start, start out full court. He goes, he goes, no, got him. I got Steph. And Steph yeah, couldn't do shit. shit on him, which, by the way, was the stat going into this year. Like, his points per possession against, uh, Le uh, excuse me, against Kyrie, I think was like one point one seven or something mm -hmm. points per possession Kyrie regarding him Tristan it was below one right that's for the series he we should eat something too because we all all of us all, I think also our listeners too said like we can't leave TT on on Curry like we did last year because it it was like it's more like it was more like the the what do you call it uh, uh, small sample size mm -hmm. but like we would see these moments like he would match up on him and Kyrie sorry uh, uh, Curry would always just nail yeah. three over him even though, like, uh, uh, TT played perfect defense. Yep. So you have to trust the defense. It was good defense, good defense. He was uh, – TT was was awesome. He had a great game. Yeah, great. I mean, I think he just had three rebounds. But, again, part of that is because he's running around chasing Curry on the perimeter and it's not under the bucket to get those boards mm -hmm. that LeBron had. LeBron had, what, 15? Love had 14. Mm -hmm. I think Jefferson had nine. Jefferson had nine. That's right. Yeah. He had two points, two huge points because he just picked – Curry clean early in the first quarter. Yeah, and to stop a run, basically a little mini run mm -hmm. they had going after hitting a big three from Clay, and he went the other way. Took a foul from Dre, they didn't call it, but he made the basket. Twenty two bat, twenty two points, just fucking awesome. Those two points were huge. How about RJ, man? Thirty five years old. God bless him. Tall black scooter. We're gonna miss him on this. I'm I'm sad um, that he's retired. I'm very sad he's retiring. For, for camaraderie purposes, if nothing else. I yeah. Oh God, yeah. With the Snapchats. Who's gonna do the snap? Who's gonna take over the Richard Jefferson Snapchats? Somebody's got to say it's got Shane Fry. I'll tell you. Oh, oh, 100%. Pass the torch. Yes, he's gonna pass off custody. Yes. of Lil Kev. He'll give him. He might just give him his Snapchat account. Honestly, <laughs> popular enough, he might just That's hand amazing. him the keys and let him run with it. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, the other thing I want to note before we get to the final moments, they came out so fast second half, and we'd said this going into the second half. Uh, uh, you know. 
we're down seven. We got to come out strong these next two minutes. This next two minutes, the championship. Yeah. We got, we, and we erased that lead within two minutes. We yeah. did exactly what we yeah. needed to do. It was amazing. And then again, like that was that was the largest lead they would have ever again. Yeah. And uh, Jr. a big part of it because Jr. hit a couple big threes yeah. at the beginning, uh, beginning of the second half there that were uh, enormous for did, us. Did you say? I think I mentioned something about Jr. Yeah. <laughs> To. Oh, all the time. We'll talk more about JR. We're gonna get to JR in a bit. We're not gonna do a bit right now. But um, yeah. So then I feel like there are are, I guess uh, I, I was gonna say three big moments, but there's really I'd say four big moments I think are worth talking about. Well, three of them you've talked about, Patty. We talked about already. Well, you talked about how each of the big three had their moment. It's true. That's true. We kind of are those are the those are the three you mean. But what's the fourth? Well, there's the well, – let's go through it. So so first you had the block. Yes. And how crazy that was. Yeah, kind of. Because here's what So I, I think I just realized this, but like the last five and a half minutes of the entire game, the Warriors scored, scored two points. Yes. The last four and a half minutes of the game, zero. zero. We held them scoreless for the last four and a half minutes of the game. Now we happen to be scoreless for for like a nice, four of those minutes. A nice goodly chunk of that as well. Like three forty-five of that from four thirty to like fifty seconds, no one scored. Yeah. And we had said it. We sat down. We were talking to each other like, "What's four? How much? How many passes do we think we have left? Like nine, maybe." We got. We you said we got to get to hundred. I thought we needed to get a hundred. Yeah. Which would have made sense if they had if the Warriors had scored it yeah. in a normal clip. Uh, and it was just. Waste of possession, good defense, missed shot, missed opportunity that should have gone down. Amazing. And then, like, the worst moment was when that – I forget what led to it, but, like, the, the rebound that they got out and raced out on uh, yeah, yeah. Iguodala. And LeBron was, like – man, he was, like, four strides behind him when he was crossing the, the, the free throw line. Yeah. His he closing ball, speed is incredible. Gets the ball on the pass, a great pass from Curry, goes up for it. And if JR doesn't make that contest – swiping over his head. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to pump and then go back under. He has an easy layup, and LeBron closes so fast. He's so, runs, so fast. Runs like the wind. Runs like the wind. So fast. He's so, so big. He's so hot. And just, I mean, there was like a millisecond that he had to get that ball before it touched the backboard, and he got it. Yeah. It's awesome all-time play. fucking play. Awesome play. You know what's great about this? You know what's so great about this? Every time that... We are in a tight game in any kind of any sport. Instead of seeing the drive and the shot and the fumble, we're going to be seeing that fucking block every yeah. fucking time. We're going to see that fucking block the rest of our lives on a fucking endless loop. Yeah. It's an all-time play in the history of the NBA. That might, I mean. That might go down to the biggest. People are already that might be number one on his. Uh, his reel? His yeah. reel. Oh, absolutely. Bigger than any shot he made. I mean, that's the thing is that, like, People are even calling this the block, the game. They're calling the game the block. I, yeah, it's not quite right because, like, that was two minutes left. Yeah. It, it was still pretty huge. But there were so many moments. So there's that block, right? Then there is, as we talked about, the shot. Yep. The new shot. Kyrie. We talked about it at the beginning of the 
the podcast season. I said, oh, yeah. Kyrie has to be the most valuable player in the cast. If he is, we win the championship. And he wasn't, but he made the biggest shot in Cavaliers history. Yeah. Easily the biggest That's shot right. in Cavaliers history. And came up pretty huge in the series generally. Oh, in general. He's just amazing. Outplayed Steph Curry. Outplayed Steph Curry. Curry. That, yeah. And that's really what you need from him. I want him, I want him to be our Steph Curry. Be better than Steph Curry. Yeah. Really kind of what I meant. Yep. Uh, like I, I, I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah what I said was right up there. Yeah, the got to move the goalposts. Yeah. Oh, that's what it's <laughs> Uh, and then, and then obviously we talked about the Kevin Love defense, which is amazing. It's just, I want to watch that in a fucking endless loop. That was psycho D, man. Like it, you heard my, you know, as I was, I was trying to narrate the uh, uh, the play. Obviously, our podcast listeners can't uh, see the play as was happening, but I, <laughs> I, I highly recommend doing it like Pink Floyd and uh, uh, <laughs> and Wizard, Wizard of Oz. Oz. Just just go watch that clip with me yeah. going. Lines up perfectly. It's incredible. It's amazing. <laughs> but but seriously, like he like he did a pump cake, and Kevin Love was doing this weird. It's like this like high gravity jump, where you you take a slight hop, but you don't get up in the air. Mm-hmm. You yeah, just kind of slight reach for it, but he just he just closed him each time to to make him think twice about shooting yeah. and staying close to him and making sure he didn't have any comfortable room to shoot that and gave him a tough shot and he missed it. It's amazing. And then after that, uh, as you said, the inbounds. I was talking about how Kyrie just drove in the basket. That beautiful pass back to LeBron should have been the dunk for the, the clinching game. All that drama, free th- the free throws. It's another moment. Oh yeah, and then that final moment. We've been through it. Just how we just broke down crying. It was um, awesome. It's just so great. But uh, I, you know what's so great is watching all of these shots of like I'm just, we're, the, the TV's on the background. So we're seeing all these commercials with Steph Curry, local commercials, San Francisco. It just makes me so happy. Oh, I'm in. Your I'm tears, in heaven, your tears are my nectar. I am in absolute heaven about um, that stuff. But so post game, post game was crazy. Uh, we were just we ran down, met the guys. We we're like, we gotta get downstairs. We gotta get downstairs. We started going down the stairs with all the rest of the Warriors fans, and I just started like just bawling into my sweatshirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was. So I was just like bawling. I just uh, I just couldn't take it. I was just so overwhelmed that we just won. Yeah, coming up. So about five minutes, we're going to get to our, our, our VI players in a bit here. But uh, uh, just to finish our story about the, the, the event, um, we got down to the bottom level. It was impossible to find a way to the, to the way down there. It was like every it was club level shit. It yeah, it's a weird – the setup at Oracle is just a little weird where we ran into a bunch of so club level entrances. But it drove us past this huge throng of cast fans that were just jumping up and down pouring beer over each other. Yeah, it was awesome. Throwing beer up in the air, just huge shower, jumping up and down, let's go Cavs. To get, we had to get through that throng, and so we just jumped our way through it, partying, patting, slapping people in the fucking face. Like, we were just like, it was so, so many hugs. It was so, fun. It was so rough. I think that was the moment <laughs> where I was like, I, I appreciate where Patty came from while wanting to be in Cleveland, and that was the moment where I was like, we got the feel. We got the feel. We got it in. We and especially it. with what came next. Yeah, exactly. You know, which was going down to the court side uh, as close as we could get, standing in the crowds, just just people being like crying, hugging, like there was no way to be gentle. You just like hit whoever you saw. Yes, and I got hit so many times. So much fun. The chest, Rob, I think popped my rib or something. Like something popped. Oh and, yeah. And still, I'm really sore. No, you're not right. No, I'm not right. But I think I broke Rob's glasses. Maybe mm-hmm. it's a little silicone valley glasses. <laughs> Oh, it was just unbelievable, and uh, and like the cameras out. We saw Wendy, start just screaming for Wendy. We love you, Wendy. Yeah, I don't know. We always he, loved you. I don't know why he couldn't give us a nod. That'd be too cool so for annoying. school because he could hear us. Yeah, yeah, he could. It was very frustrating. 
Oh my God. I, what were your, I don't know. What were you thinking? What were your biggest moments? I don't know that I was thinking, honestly. I, I, it was just it a was blur. Just totally experiential. I, I for felt me. drunk. I felt incredibly yeah. drunk. Yeah, and yeah, I had yeah. a drop. I know. Because I was just, it was just, just I, I know exactly what you mean. It was exhausting. It was, uh, I mean, we've talked to people that watched it on TV that felt worn out by it. It is that plus in, in the context of the stadium. Especially because it's a situation where you are getting actively uh, screamed at by folks. Yeah. So, like, that tension's always there. Your guard's up a little bit. You're already a little worked up. Um, and going through all that. And fully expecting to lose the entire time, too. As Patty and I rewatched the games, there's moments where, like, oh, yeah, here's definitely where we thought we were dead. Oh, I, that was here's here where we were sure we were blowing it. Oh, when, this is the mo This is the Cleveland moment where this happened. When they went up four, late in the fourth, I was like, ah, done. Over. The, Over. The steal, I can't remember if it was a steal or just a – I think it was a steal off of Curry when JR threw the shitty uh, alley-oop uh, to alley LeBron and then it came back the Curry, other way. Curry blocked that to get him good. It, uh, there are so many of those moments where, you know – we are who we are. We were constantly ready for things to go sideways. Oh, my God. Um, so to come through all of that was just such an intense moment. And then the best was getting kicked out. <laughs> we stayed so long, they had to kick us our, out. Our, our move, we knew that we wanted to stay. We knew that we wanted to go see the trophy celebration. Yeah. And then once we were down there, there were probably, I don't know, several hundred Cavs fans just in this one particular section. Oh, no, it was well more than that. It was over a thousand. Okay. Easily. Easily. Um, of us, and that was just so enjoyable. Such a fun group to be a part of. Really loved it. Uh, and and I think all of us were like, we'll stay until we got to go. And it's like five minutes later, security throng starts. It was almost like yeah. they locked arms and started marching us. One of the things was they were like, hey, get out of here. It's like, thanks for coming. Get the fuck out. Mm -hmm. Like they were assaulted. It was great. It was, yeah, they're, they're you know, Oakland fans too. Well, the one cop was just like, man, you guys really showed out tonight. I was like, God damn right. Yeah, God damn right. Been a long time, a long friend. Time. Uh, all right, we're going to move on to uh, our, my, probably my favorite section of the uh, of the Cleveland Sports Hours tonight. It's our special championship edition. The middle hour. Some, uh, the, yeah, the middle hour. The middle hour. We're going to be joined by some uh, 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 VIP mm. Shaker Heights players, uh, starting with the tenured one, Dr. Ooh. David Deming. Oh, James is joining What's up, What's up, What's up Dave? How y'all doing? doing? Oh, uh, oh. I, I'm feeling like a champion. Living <laughs> you should. <laughs> we all do. Oh my God! How how are you feeling? How did you watch the game? Well, so I you know I spent Father's Day um, in the New York New Jersey area with the family, and I drove up like a maniac to get back in time to watch the game. <laughs> and uh, I spent it family in tow or just by yourself? The family in tow. I dropped the kids off uh, for a weekend with the in-laws which left me free to act like a maniac while nice. watching the game as well, which was great. My wife was a little afraid, but yeah. <laughs> they tend to get that way. Yeah. 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 It's the price you pay. It was great, man. I was, I was so nervous. I was standing up the whole time. I, I didn't know what to do with myself. It was a real experience. It was, uh, you know, so, so I wanted to say the main thing I wanted to tell you guys or, or, or say to you really is, as you know, um, I am an adopted Cavs fan and uh, adopted Clevelander. I moved to Cleveland when I was 15. And so while I'm a big fan and I ride for the Cavs, I, didn't, I don't have the history of heartbreaking Cleveland sports that you guys have. You know, the drive, the fumble. 
And so I knew when I was watching the game, I wasn't going to feel the loss as much as you would feel. So I was kind of feeling that through you guys. Mm-hmm. But I think it also gave me a certain objectivity about what's going on and like the mo- the meaning of this moment. And so what I really wanted to say, I don't know if you guys have talked about this already, but I, this is something that, you know, this is not a great moment for Cleveland sports. This is a great moment, period. That was that was the greatest sports accomplishment I have seen in my life, and I think it's the, the greatest one I will ever see. Ooh, yeah. And I, I say that as somebody who – I think Patty's crying. <laughs> I mean, it really, it really was. You know, here, here's, here's the thing, right? So the reason we love sports is because every once in a while it, it transcends the game itself and becomes about something larger. And ESPN and SportsCenter, they're kind of built around engineering that. Um, you know, kind of drumming up that, you know, sport, you know, creating these strained metaphors for life and striving. And, you know, the cynic in me says for every 100 times you see that on television, it's not really that big of a deal. It's really just sports. But every once in a while, it really is something more. And this is one of those times, man. I mean, I just couldn't. When I saw LeBron, yeah, you know, hold that trophy and cry and just, you know, how much it meant to him and to the city and what he did for the city. He didn't have to come back. You know, he didn't owe Cleveland anything. He chose to put this on himself and come back, and he didn't do it the way Jordan would do it by saying, "Okay, I'm going to go out and score 60 and carry my team." He did it by carrying his team by being a leader. You know, by you know, I, I got to believe if Jordan's on that team, maybe he scores 60 and they win. But Kevin Love doesn't show up like he shows up, and Kyrie doesn't show up like he shows up, and Richard Jefferson doesn't show up that way. Yeah. That was LeBron's individual accomplishment, making his team great. You know, being a leader, and it was it was it was amazing to see. So I just that's that's what I wanted to say. That I, I feel really lucky to have seen that, and I can't even imagine how lucky you must you guys must feel to see it in person. Oh, have that history. I'm so grateful that for for Maddie talking me into this. I, I just, yeah, buddy, it was the right move. It was the right move. I mean, it's crazy that I didn't think this was the right thing to do, but like I, I was so keyed up on Cleveland and Cleveland and Cleveland, but like being here and seeing it in person with my Cavs, that, yeah. that's that's where you gotta be. No, there's something. That's so special about seeing sports in person, too. But also to, to be bringing Cleveland to Oakland. Yeah, yeah, no, that, it felt cool to, 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 to be one to be that to be to be a representative was yeah. was fucking an honor. Um, and Dave, let me just say a couple of things about you. Yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you, Dave. No. Uh, you are an adopted Cleveland fan, uh, and, and I've given you shit in the past because because you didn't appropriately, uh, uh, you know. Respect, Panel things, respect yes. your superstitions. Yes, respect my superstitions. <laughs> like in 07? Was that what it was? Well, which time? 06? No, when, when Derek Anderson. Yeah, the that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. I knew you were going there. And you were like, I guarantee you guys are making the playoffs. And I was like, God damn it, Dave. You don't <laughs> shake it like that. And then we blew it. And I was so mad at you. <laughs> and, and like I, I kind of made jokes around it, but I was still mad at you. I was, really, I was really yeah, mad. I know, I can tell. Like, I knew you didn't know any better, but I still, <laughs> I still blamed you. And then I feel like you know, I, we weren't as mad, but you, you were kind of like quasi trolling at the beginning of the podcast, at the beginning of the playoff season. What did you say about how it was like Simmons said that we were shook, and you know I think the Cavs are like the the most like you know. They're easily gonna breeze through the Eastern Conference yeah. like that, and we and we made a little joke about like Dave, Dave, <laughs> we are shook. 
we are vulnerable. We have to believe that, and that will mean the Cavs will play well. You just have to understand how this works. Um, all I have to say is that, Dave, it's all forgiven. <laughs> and I love you, and I'm so fucking happy that you're, that you're a Cleveland fan and that you're an adopted Cleveland fan. It makes it, I think it makes it all the more special that you chose us. Um, I mean, I, well, listen, I mean, I, you know, part of it is I didn't have a basketball team growing up. I love the NBA. I loved it more every year. And it's like, I want to adopt this team. So as you might remember, I think I, I think I emailed the group and said, what's the price I have to pay to, to join? And I think I had to, I had to get a Jersey, right? So I bought an Anthony Bennett Jersey. Yes, so, yes. That's yes. putting your money where your mouth is. Oh man. Friend. Exactly. So I, I'm happy with that because that's, that's rock bottom right there. Yeah. <laughs> rock fucking bottom. Hey, that's that that Anthony Bennett jersey is gonna look awesome in San Diego. When we're all rocking jerseys later this summer. Oh my god, that's, <laughs> that's gonna amazing. stick out wonderfully. That's amazing. I can't wait, man. It's gonna be great. That, that that was such an amazing game. I really do think that was the the greatest sports moment I will ever see. Not just not just as a Cleveland fan, but just like because it was bigger. You know, it was it was bigger yeah. than sports. It was like a one guy taking all this on when he didn't have to do it, and just you know because. He, he could have taken the easy route, stayed in Miami, and just, you know, won a couple championships. I'm sure people would say he should have gone home, but, like, that noise would quiet down and he would have a fine career. But he, you know, he took it all on, risked everything, I think. Yeah. yeah. Dave, did you see the, uh, the revelation about what his secret motivation was last year? Yeah, I love that. That was great. So good. <laughs> so, so he revealed, Dave McMenamin asked him in the press conference, if you tell him, LeBron was like, I'll tell you in person one-on-one. And he said an unnamed member of the Heat organization told him he was making the biggest mistake of his life going to Cleveland. Clearly, it was Pat Riley. Oh, yeah. Who <laughs> said that? That motherfucker. Oh, I love so good. that. So good. Love it. So, so, fellas, can I turn the tables on you here and ask you a couple questions? Yes. Love this. All right. Because I want to I know. There's a couple things I want to know. You guys were there. You were our frontline correspondents. And, you know, the thousands of fans of this podcast want to know what it was like to be there. So I want to know, so I want you, first I want you guys, if you could, like describe, describe how you were feeling at halftime after that run that put the Warriors up seven. Like how, how Cleveland was that on a scale of one to 10? How were you, how were you feeling inside? Were you feeling the dread coming on? Were you stubborn? I was pissing my pants. How were you guys feeling? I, I, it was a seven for me. Yeah, that's exactly because, what I was because, say. because we kept it from being worse. It should have been 13. It really should have been 13 objectives. Yep. We're real lucky in a couple things. We were playing poorly, so that there was only seven. I think we said even before the game, like what, Matt was like, "What le- what level of deficit are you comfortable with?" And I was like, two points." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually passed. I started saying like seven. I guess I can deal with. I, you know, it's like it would be great. And I was like, honestly, let me honest. I need to pass five. I'm gonna be panicking. But honestly, I was like, you know, it turned out like seven's like it's about as shit as it can be without being hopeless. Yeah, and, and my worry was I, – I talked about this a little earlier, but my worry was, one, Draymond's going nuts. This is what they needed was somebody like Draymond or Harrison Barnes to step up and hit a bunch of threes. And that's what makes – you know, championships are won in moments like that. And then we were shooting so terribly from three and yep. never pulled it around in the first half. I was like, this is how you, this is how you lose yep. is, is doing something like that. And I, so I was um, – I, I was panicked. Were the Warriors fans confident? Were they feeling good about that? They yes. feel like they were closing I it out? Yes. <laughs> we overheard someone as we walked out of halftime say, like, at least I did. I don't know if you heard it. But, like, he was like, you know, and Steph and, and, and Clay haven't even gotten going yet. I think we're in a really good position. I think we're in a really good position. Like, they were being smart about it. Like they, and they were in a really good position. Yeah. Like, it, was, it was exactly right. 
Uh, and a lot of the fans would be just cocky asses, but those are the front runners. Like, again, there's the real Warriors fans, and there's the fucking front runners. And, and I, it's a travesty what's happened for the Oracle that so many front runners have taken over that crowd. Yeah, I would say well, game round seven of the finals is front runner central. I mean, that's. Oh, yeah, of course. Well, that's why there's so many fucking Cleveland fans. Yeah. Yeah, really? That's great. The game said that this is, this is the first real adversity this team has faced. Yep. Uh, this is the first adversity, the first it not working out that the fans, especially yeah. the front runners, have yeah. faced in this situation. So I think they have that, and not without reason, sense of whatever. Clay and Curry will get hot at some point. There's nothing anybody can do to stop them, and we'll win. it'll all be fine. Yeah. Because, and I mean, you know, I mean, that's exactly what happened in the Thunder series, right? Yes. Oh, for sure. Clay went nuts. It'll be fine. Yeah. So. So actually, here's an interesting stat. I was looking this up before I got on the podcast. So one of the things that I, I don't know if you guys noticed when you were watching, especially the last couple games, the Warriors were just so reliant on the three ball, like even more so than the beginning. So so here, I looked this up, and it's here are their percentage, the share of all field goals they took that were from three by game, games one through seven. 31%, 41, 43, 44, 49, 48, 49. Yeah. Wow. So they were taking almost – Half of their shots from three. That's terrible. And, yep. And Dave, I don't have. I don't know if you have this, but I was just by my memory, their field goal percentage on twos poor for each and every one exactly. of the games too. I think. And their and their field goal percentage on threes in the last three games was like 38 percent. So it's not. It's actually not that they were missing a lot more than normal. They were just they weren't taking anything other than threes. They were relying, and a lot of them were those chuck and threes from thirty five feet yeah. out. Yeah, which is sort of like the bad Cleveland offense we I was worried about. My, that's the thing. All season long, my big, my biggest fear was we are I, I, at the end of the regular season. Which again, let's just take a moment and pause to recognize that I had said something that I still believe, which is at the end of the regular season, I was like, this is the most. I, I I've never hated a first place Cleveland team as much yeah. as this team. I said that <laughs> going into the playoffs, and I feel fully justified. They were fucking. Horrible. They had no chemistry. They were they were just bitching and moaning and subtweeting and and not playing good basketball or consistently. It was it was awful. And they just just revelation in the playoffs out of nowhere. And, and Richard Jefferson wrote that piece for the Players Union if, if Tribune. If you haven't if you haven't read it, read it. It's amazing. He yeah. starts how it really did change, like right around when they went to the playoffs. Yeah. And it was just like we just didn't see it until he started his Snapchat account. Um. But and by uh, the way, you know who has some big balls. David Griffin. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. On flat, mid-season like that. I mean, that oh. was a that was one of the biggest moves of the year. And who knew at the time? They got killed at the time. Killed. Mm. Roundly mocked. Oh, yeah. By all the coaches coming out? Popovich? Yeah. Threw some shade yeah. ass? Carlisle. It was really Carlisle, too. Popovich did. did. Like, yeah. oh, I'm surprised he didn't get fired. Oh, yeah. So guys, when was the first moment in the fourth quarter – when you actually started to think, you let you let it creep in. You said, "Holy shit, we might actually win this game." What was the first moment in the game where you started wow. to think that? No, for me, I'm telling you, for me, Pat, you don't tell me what I think. Yeah, I'm telling you, just think. It wasn't <laughs> for, me, it was, for me, it was the block. The block happened, and I was like, "That's the kind of moment that could be in uh, a highlight reel for a game." That's the first moment where I where I even thought it. I even thought it was when Kyrie hit the shot. That's when I started to believe. Pat. That's when I started to believe was when LeBron hit the fourth, hit the, hit the second, three, hit the second. Three. Yeah. The, All right. So is the is the famous Cleveland moment? Is it going to be the block or the shot? What's it going to be? I think it'll probably be a block. Everyone's talking about it already. Yeah. That's the early uh, favorite. 
Um, yeah. But I think, it, it, honestly, you know, this is the one, it's funny thing. What's great about this happening now is that we're done worrying about LeBron's legacy. Yep. So I think, first of all, he's made, it doesn't matter about how many finals he wins. What happens the rest of his career it is a legit argument he's the greatest of all time. Uh, it is not a legit argument that he's not in the discussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think Jordan ever did anything that was this remarkable because the teams that he beat in the finals were not that good. Were not that good. They were not yeah. all time great teams. Yep. He didn't beat a single team. It was the expansion point. era. What's that? Yeah. It was the expansion era, a lot of it. Exactly. So I, I think we're going to realize over time that Jordan was facing softer competition, and that's what elevated his legacy. Uh, and LeBron, he didn't have to play against Europeans, Pat. Yeah. Well, LeBron, LeBron plays so many like all-time teams. That's why his record's lower. And the fact that he beat this team, this team, exactly. was unstoppable. That people were talking about. He also gets a mulligan for last year, as far as I'm concerned. Of course, of course. He carried the team was back. A total mulligan Amazing. for last year. And because, was, Dave, as I indicated but, earlier, it's clear to me that we would have won that series had Kyrie been healthy in retrospect. That I is, mean, it's, it's – Yeah. Uh, it's right? Yeah. Hard to argue with that now. Yeah. Um, no, but my plan I mean, is, the other thing, the other thing, Maddie and Patty is, is like, it, it, say who's the greatest, who's the greatest of all time? Like the greatest player. Of all, what does that mean? Like who's going to win in a one-on-one game? Like what does it mean to be the greatest of all time? What LeBron did is greater than anything Jordan ever did. Jordan won championships because of his individual accomplishments. LeBron put an entire city and team on his back and beat the best regular season team of all time. Yeah. God damn right. In the God damn right. In, in amongst the toughest circumstances imaginable. Yeah. In terms of what they were down. To bring this full circle back to your first point about which you will remember the block of the shot, the reason I brought this up is that while I think we can put to bed LeBron's up, some d- jackasses will keep it going, but people are going to laugh at them. No one's going to take them seriously because they're fucking idiots and, and no one should pay attention to assholes like that who just are wrong. But you know what this means now? The tension shifts to Kyrie and Kyrie's legacy. He's building it now. He's 23 fucking years old. Yeah. He hit that shot. If he builds a narrative, if he builds a narrative and does more great things over his career, it's possible the shot will then be remembered. Does that make sense? Hmm. If yeah. Stands on his legacy, that will become oh, the more remembered thing. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Like right yeah, now, LeBron, for sure, like LeBron's that, that cemented his greatest of all times. You know, uh, argument like that's that's Exhibit A in the in the trial. You know, for for who's the greatest of all time. LeBron, Exhibit A, that fucking block. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and, uh, but Kyrie, like, that's the first Exhibit A for Kyrie's greatness. Is that That's the awakening. Game. That's Batman Begins. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, so that's what's great about that. It's like, we get to now have, we get to have new arguments, but we can do it from a very comfortable standpoint, right, of not giving a shit. That's yeah. one of the best parts about I this. don't have to give a shit about anything anymore. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, so freeing. What one of the things that Rob said, uh, uh, Rob Emmert said to uh, me or asked me on the train ride to the game was like, aside from saying, Pat, I think if the Cavs win, like your life's gonna turn around. Like I'm like, my life's fine. What's fine? <laughs> what are you trying to say, man? You're <laughs> like, no. I mean, like I feel like you're gonna like, like just just the sky's the limit after this. Yeah. Like, all right, fine, I'll, I'll take that. But uh. uh <laughs> Uh, uh, he said something along the lines of like, you know, I was talking about how like, you know, he's like, will you be like less of a sports fan? I can't like, 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 you know, now that we've won this stuff, like, will you be less crazy about this? I was like, I'll definitely be less crazy about this. It's like, oh, it's like, you don't want to like, I was like, no, no, no. 
I, I need I need a championship so I can care less about Cleveland sports. <laughs> I need a championship so I can because it, it just regulate a little I just, bit. Exactly. I have I mean I've acknowledged several times to Matt like I have a real problem. <laughs> I have a real problem with Cleveland sports. It is getting in the way of my life <laughs> and, and the time I devote to things that are essential to my identity, like my, my, my creative writing projects. I, I haven't written in three months. Part of that's because of my job getting a little crazy right now. But the biggest part has been the goddamn playoff yeah, run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whenever I have a moment, I'm devoting it to this. Yeah. Like now I can not that I'm gonna stop campaigning or stop caring or stop being upset about games, but I can be a little more Freud about it. I can yeah. just be a little ah, We got a championship. I don't care. We got we got a championship. And, and also, especially Pat and I were talking about this, Dave. This is also the greatest championship. Yeah, we've got yeah, the best exactly. One ever. Oh, yeah. you have three. Like that's yeah. fantastic. That's we good. have the we best, best one ever. Yeah, yeah, Pat. You were saying like you'll take any old championship. You don't care. Like you know, yes. yeah. half the team gets injured. Yeah, you don't have to take any old championship. You get the best one ever. I have the best one. I would take any old championship, but now I have the best. So go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so. The, the, the other thing, I don't know if you guys talked about this already, but the other thing, like, in terms of legacies in Game 7 was Steph Curry. I mean, because my yeah. my my oh. holy shit, we might win this moment, was when he threw that pass behind his back out of bounds. That was yeah. amazing, wasn't it? I was like, this guy is, is, is like, he's shaking up. I mean, he's deer in headlights. He shook. He shook, oh, yeah. You just reminded me, I, I need to give, uh, uh, delve into a little Becca's ball in a moment. Uh, 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 so recurring feature, Becca's balling. Becca likes to watch the games occasionally, and she, I, I'm always, this is insulting to her, but I'm always like, she doesn't listen to the podcast, so we're okay. <laughs> she has this really, really good take, like yeah. a really good, objectively good take. She's like, she knows that. Like, it's one, it's one sport she grew up watching, like with her dad, her dad's a Chicago fan and watches the Bulls and all that stuff. So, you know, and, you know my, my old, uh, 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 asking her dad for, permission to marry his daughter was all about like, you know, arguing about Michael Jordan's bulls, you know, classic stuff. But, uh, Becca, you know, first, I call, she was the first, she called me uh, almost immediately after I stopped crying and I just started bawling again on the phone to her. Oh yeah. Love her like a baby. Oh gosh. <laughs> it was just great. She was so happy for me. Um, but, uh, she called him today. We were just chatting about the game and she was like, you know, talking about different moments. Like she texted me throughout the game, but she said, there's this one moment. She said, and I think I think Dave, we were talking before before with the podcast, we were talking about this. There's this one moment where LeBron blew past Curry. Curry just like kind of just gave up on play. LeBron dunked. And Curry just had his like huh, the lilt, just like hanging the head to the side. I was talking about earlier in the play. And he was just done. He was just tired. He just didn't have like it. a boot dog. Yeah. And what Becca Becca said, she's like, it's like he just he did didn't want it like LeBron wanted it. Like he was just—he wanted the game to be over. Um, he just—he didn't care enough. He didn't care the way that LeBron cared. Yeah. Um, and you know, LeBron just—he—he he needed it more. He wanted it more, and he was just done. Yeah. And like I just Becca telling me this, I was like starting to again choke up <laughs> hearing them say that. It was, just, it was absolutely right. It was a great insight. Patty, when you grow but, up, but it's the exact same point you had, Dave, to us earlier about this moment. When you grow up with a silver spoon in your mouth, it's hard to want things. <laughs> Right. You know your next meal is going to be there for you, Patty. It's tough to be hungry. Mm. He was a kid from the streets of Akron. He wasn't even supposed to be there. That's right. You know the odds against him, Dave? Astronomical. He was supposed to be a statistic. That's right. So what was LeBron to say? I love that. It, it, it's so good. I, the Schoenfraud part of it, Dave, is a whole other thing, especially for me living out here. 
uh, is is just awesome because I've had to bite my tongue and eat a lot of shit over the last year. No more. No longer, no sir. More. Exactly. Those I've days got, are over. I've got things to say, and a lot of them are mean, and a lot of them are about <laughs> my team. And uh, Steph Curry is chief amongst them. Uh, he – he knows shit. I was watching a game uh, earlier in the playoffs. I was out somewhere, and there were Warriors fans, and they were talking. This is in maybe the the Portland series, and uh, close game. And they were like, "Oh, Steph's coming back for this one." And I was like, "You think he's going to show up?" And they said, <laughs> "When was the last time he didn't show up?" And I was like, "Well, the finals last year." And same thing again, man. It's this has to impact him. He's a great player, but he's just – he's not on LeBron's level. He's not. He's no. not on his level. No. And this ends that. This ends that discussion too. Injury, injuries. I mean, he, he, it's within his, Curry's power to change that narrative, that's true. I think. That's true. That's true. But for the time being, it's done. And he's going to have a real hard freaking time winning the MVP next year, almost no matter – I mean, part of that is because he'd have an – Almost impossible time replicating the season he just had. He's, he's kind of have to do that to be able to win it back. Yeah. 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 Or, or plus. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Dave, any, any more uh, any last questions? We're going we're gonna to bring Ned in next. I think he might actually be uh, on the line if you want to say hi, Ned. Maybe he's not there yet. Not on the line yet. What's happening, everybody? Oh, he is. Ned, what's up, man? Hey, Devo, just holding it down here in uh, Red Sox country. Nobody appreciates what just happened, but I'm doing what I can. No. <laughs> All we can do is make asses out of ourselves yeah. and enjoy the moment. I have done that. <laughs> Those assholes. Nobody forgot where they came from faster than Boston sports fans. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, that yeah, was the if, last question. Uh, if I was truly a Boston fan, I would be uh, whining about next year already. <laughs> oh, hey, briefly, while I have the two, like, uh, uh, New Englanders uh, uh, on the line, this is uh, sort of serendipitous, one thing I was remarking to Matt, uh, uh, around the time of the It's a Man's League, I guess his feelings got hurt, and, like, all their, like, family members just tearing down LeBron and the baby bottle shit, I was like, how do you have the Golden State Warriors fans... Like just so readily eclipsed Boston fans as the most like insufferable fans in sports. Like that escalated real quickly. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Boston fans still give them a run for their money. I, I don't know. That's... <laughs> you never yeah, heard of I, I saw you sent a, a, a text or something about that, and I text, but I was going to write you back and be like, you know what, Boston fans are still worse. No. <laughs> it, it, it's the combination of su superiority, but also this like underdog mentality, like they've overcome something, and it's like nobody cares, man. Like you, you won your championship. It's over now. Stop acting this way. It, it's it's like insecurity, but also in your, it's terrible. It's it's terrible being a sports fan here. They, they, they also have that accent too. That goes oh, yeah. with hating them. Uh, yes. But do you think that we're gonna have a better attitude about this? I feel like we are. I feel like we're gonna be like just like cool about. Hey, congrats, man! You, you guys won. That's great. Well, that's yeah, the thing about time. power, Pat. Everybody thinks they're gonna wield it the correct way. <laughs> it goes right to their heads. So oh. it will probably be as bad as everybody. I feel like I'm gonna be wonderful. I'm gonna be a wonderful winner. I'm gonna be insufferable. I'm a, I'm a I'll tell you right now, I'm not going to be pleasant. Well, sure. You know, I, I didn't wear my shirt all day. What? I, I, didn't wear, I didn't wear a shirt at work all day. Is that a bad sign? <laughs> <laughs> I, just, 
saw JR and I was like, you know what, you're right. No shirt. Summertime. <laughs> That's how you gotta roll. That's how you gotta roll. Oh my God bless JR Smith, man. He is way up there. I'm, I mean, he's easily in my top five favorite calves of all time. Easy. Easily. Uh, I, yeah. I love him. Must must own Cavs jerseys right now. I've already purchased my first LeBron jersey. Uh, I never bought a LeBron jersey because superstition, and and because I live I don't live in Cleveland, so I need to make sure people knew I was a real Cavs fan. I don't want to be like, oh, I'm just a LeBron fan. But once I did that, I was waiting for like a championship to buy a LeBron jersey. I'm buying a LeBron jersey, black sleeves, the yeah. jersey he wore when we won the title. Nice. Then I need to get a Kyrie jersey. I need to get a Jr. jersey. I need to get a TT jersey. Those are the must owns. Must own. Is it? Do you? Are you worried at all that Jr. won't be back next year? No, no way. No. no way. No way, right? No way. No way. I still think nobody else wants to take a risk on him, even after this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what? And if I was saying, we'll throw whatever money at him. Like this. This, this is a thank you. Thank yeah. you, legacy gift. This is the Kobe money. <laughs> his, <laughs> right? his three-year, thirty-six million dollar contract is welcome. Pressure's off. We don't need to repeat. I mean, I want to. That that'll be exciting to to, to change. I, I fucking, it's fucking awesome, man. It's done. We we won a fucking championship. Then we can just enjoy sports. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna run it back now. I mean, I think you know if they had lost, it would have been maybe a shakeup. But now everyone's coming back. I think. Oh, yeah. yeah, we were talking about that. I think there's five roster spots that are in flux between. RJ, and then like just the end of the the Dante Jones, McCray, Sasha Khan, and maybe James Jones. Uh, but I think Delhi comes back. I think Jr. comes back, and then it's just I think LeBron comes back, and then it's just <laughs> come on. And then course, it's just course, no, don't say that. Don't say that. Of course he fucking comes back. Well, I said that as a joke. Oh, okay. I said that as a joke. That is that that's even a consideration. Sorry, I'm a little hyped up. I know. <laughs> um. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see what they do. Ned, you're you're new in. What do you what do you want to talk about? So we had so Dave was on and Dave already gave his and then you guys are closing out with Grant. Sounds yes. like it. Yes. Okay. What do you think Grant ate for lunch today? <laughs> I think he probably had ribs. Don't you think he had ribs? I was gonna guess Mr. Hero. <laughs> Mr. A Roman burger. Yeah, Roman Burger for sure. Steak that sounds good. <laughs> um, he cannot acquire steak and so cheese. So yeah, to jump into uh, I don't know to jump into the analysis here. I mean, yeah, it was uh, obviously the greatest Father's Day. Ever. Oh God. Um, yeah, I spent the day with my kids hanging out, and then I actually didn't even get the game on until right when it was starting. And had like a technical issue with my television, so the whole thing was just panicked. And uh, I just, and then the first half, you know, like we we ended the first half poorly, and that really could have gone either way. And uh, I think we, like a few people texted about it right at that beginning. Like we knew we just had to come out. And uh, if we didn't, you know, it was going to probably drift away from us. And then, the, you know, to get the um, the long JR jump shot, it's the long two that got him going, and then the two threes. Was just uh, was just monstrous, and then um, and then Kyrie got going, and uh, that third quarter was pretty amazing, and then the fourth quarter was just uh, I, you know I, it was like I lost my mind a little bit. I don't know. It was like I was existing outside myself. It was crazy. Heart attack city. Yeah. Did your kids watch any of it, Ned? 
Uh, no, I put them to bed like right before the game, so they didn't. They knew. Um, they knew like that it was a big game. We've been talking to my older son about like worrying, like trying to teach him that that's like a thing, a normal thing to do. And so I was explaining to him how I was like worried about the game. He's been real interested in the result, but uh, no, I didn't watch. <laughs> was he so, excited this morning when he found out? Yeah, it's. Uh, it's so crazy to me that they won, and uh, I, I just I I still kind of can't believe it. I've just been gorging on information today. Every article, every Twitter post, every Instagram post. I got to get on Snapchat. I'm not on Snapchat, but somebody said Richard Jefferson's Snapchat is amazing right now. Yeah, you'll love it, Ned. And what's annoying about Snapchat is that like it's gone after 24 hours, so going out. You've got you've got about okay, like, so I gotta check it out tonight. Yeah, six hours. So yeah, on your phone to watch it because after twenty four hours they all go away. Which is so. So yeah, I was trying to think. I knew I was coming on. I was trying to think of like my top five favorite things about. Yeah, what do you got? Uh oh, we lose Ned. Ned, you there? Dave, you there? I'm here. I muted my microphone to give Ned some shine. Yeah, but Ned, I think, maybe dropped out a little bit. It's disappointing. Well, while we wait for Ned to get back in, Ned, jump in as soon as you uh, uh, get your connection back up. Uh, Dave, did your kids watch? They didn't watch. That's because I left them down. Uh, oh, that's right. But my, actually, my kids, they were really, really excited about the series. The games were all starting too late, but I used to tape them, and then I would show them what happened the last few minutes, and they were really into it. Oh, that's great. I should have done that with Arthur. I didn't do that. Um, he was always interested. He always excited. He always wear uh, his Kyrie Irving jersey to bed every night we had a game. He's really? Yeah. I mean, I remember last year I had to like. I, he said one time he didn't want to wear it, and I didn't. I didn't force it because I was feeling really bad about like you know I don't want I don't want to make him like I don't want to be antagonistic about putting on yeah. a Cavs jersey. He didn't wear it, and we lost that horrible buzzer beater, buzzer beater of the Bulls. Uh, and he woke up the next morning and it was super glued to his skin. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> I was like, "You're wearing this goddamn jersey." <laughs> Rest of the playoffs. <laughs> uh, so this playoffs, he wore the jersey every single night um, and for all the wins and the losses. And uh, the finals, he didn't wear it for game four because Becca got to put it on him and felt bad about it. So, you know, she made a point. She's like, oh, I'm going to make sure he wears it. Don't worry. Because I was flying out here to California. I wasn't going to be with him for Father's Day. Um, and she drove up the scars at her parents' place, and she forgot the jersey. She had one job. She had one job. But keep the kids alive. But, this other thing that didn't matter. Yeah, she, yeah. she neglected. But uh, uh, what was amazing was she literally just the wagon. Like she, just, she immediately knew how important it was, without me having to say it. Before I even knew this had happened, she had grabbed the shirt, grabbed some glitter glue, and put together a uh, arts and craft Kyrie Irving jersey for Arthur to wear. On a white shirt. It was to me. It was like it was like you know the natural. You had uh, uh, was it, what was it, Lightning Boy? Wonder Boy. Wonder Boy. Wonder Boy is the bat, right, that yeah. Roy Hobbs built with his own hands. They hit all those home runs, and it shatters in the biggest bat, bat of his career. And he doesn't have a bat to play with, and so the ball boy yeah. comes up and gives him the Savoy special yeah. that he hang, handmade. Like that's like Arthur's won the Savoy special last night. So he did, did the job. Did the job. Got done. So can I tell you guys something funny about what something one of my kids said? So I, I was showing them the replay of, I think it was game six. I can't remember exactly. Uh, and I was 
explaining them who the players were and who the important people were. And, and there was like a close up of Clay Thompson's face. And my four year old was like, he has a funny face, dad. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> like she wasn't, she didn't say he was ugly. She was just confused. She was like, he has a funny face. I don't, what is that? Even children know. <laughs> she should show her, you should show her a picture of Brendan next and see what she says. <laughs> yeah, so that's called a Roman nose, honey. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Brendan. I love you. But you, know, you look like Clay. He, does, he does look funny. <laughs> Dave, uh, who's, uh, we're, we're figuring out if Nick can get back on, but glad he'll, to he'll have you. back on in a minute. He just, he just texted. Glad to have you uh, for some extended time. Yes. Uh, we're going to talk about our own kill list later. Do you feel uh, like murdering members of the Warriors still? Uh, you know, you might think there wouldn't be any hate in my heart, uh, but there still is. Yeah. So Pat was saying that. Pat was like, I don't know if we should do a kill list. I don't think I hate anybody anymore. And I was like, I, I still do, Pat. Don't worry. <laughs> so who do you got, Dave? I mean, I know that – so Steph – was up was getting up there but he was so hangdog it's hard to be yeah. too much the, the guy that i still want to kill is draymond i still i know he went down your list but for me he's still on top i hate his attitude i hate the way he puts his muscles up like he's he's jacked but he's really not he's really not that cut he puts the arms up and they're the the tiniest like they're so unimpressive they're the most unimpressive yeah. muscles i've ever seen and i'm talking about myself as well <laughs> Like he's a yeah, I mean, you're not a professional athlete. I, mean, I just, I hate his whole, like, he's like the dog in the yard that barks a lot but isn't that big. And you're like, what? you know, who who are you? Yeah, that's what I want to, that's what I think every time he acts that way. So, for me, he's still on the top. I'd happily kill him. Um, <laughs> happily kill him. Yeah. And he, I think he deserves it, you know? And it was going to make me sick to my stomach if he won the MVP. Oh, and God. And I love that. It's like even though he had a huge game seven, the whole series is still on him because he got suspended. Yes. Yeah. I love it. it couldn't have worked out better in that sense. Stop the guys in the nuts, asshole. And he's so fucking deserved it. I mean, give me a break. Like, now that whole line of reasoning that he was suspended for doing something to LeBron, like that that act happened and that was suspension worthy, yeah. rather than that was the culmination of a long series of terribly inappropriate behavior. Yep. That had a prescribed punishment for it, and that's what the punishment was. It was just again bandwagon jumpers out here that just had no clue about that. Yeah, I mean, it's just he was behaving in a way that if you were playing a pickup game and you acted that way, you would get your ass beat. Like, yeah. that's, you don't do that. Like, no. Totally unacceptable. Yeah. Okay, I'm back here. Which warrior are we talking about, Draymond or Steph? Wait an answer, presence. Well, was Draymond. Make it hot. Draymond. <laughs> Draymond, all right. I guess Steph, I mean, the way he behaved was more like how, you know, you'd get taken out of the toddler's room if you behaved that way. Yes. <laughs> yes. So why not? That's exactly how I felt after he threw that mouthpiece and had that, that, that fit. I was like, this is, this is how a child behaves. It's a tantrum. It's a petulant. Tantrum. <laughs> yeah. Their whole, their whole fan. I know you guys must have seen the clip of the dude dabbing on uh, Del Curry. Oh yeah. Oh my God, that was so amazing. Have you seen that, Dave? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like fifty <laughs> times. <laughs> so uh, before I got booted off here, which I don't know what happened. Sorry about that. But I, I was going to give like my top five favorite moments of the yes, night. Yes, top five moments. I'm ready for it. So okay. Um, obviously, the Jr. presser when he got asked about his his dad was pretty outstanding. Oh, 
That was the third um, time I cried last night. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, that was pretty amazing. I was happy for his dad too, standing right there. That was that was awesome. Yeah. Um, you noticed that it, after he got done, a couple people in the room applauded. Yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. Hammerman for NBA TV started clapping. I loved it. Yeah, gave 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 him a little love for sure. Yeah. yeah. And uh, then I think I'm gonna go with uh, Delhi's like Hawaiian shirt jacket that he wore to Vegas club that he'll never get let back into in his life. You know what that shirt was, Ned? No. That's Lil Kev's shirt. Ah, oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> I, mean, I had the exact same thing uh, because it was a great. There was a great uh, um, uh, Richard Jefferson Snapchat before Game Seven. Where uh, uh, Russell Jefferson was just panning between Channing Fry, who was wearing a tank top, and uh, was it Delhi? Maybe he was wearing a suit. Something. I think it was so, Tristan Thompson. Tristan Thompson was wearing a full like like suit, like nice outfit for the game. He's like Tom Ford, tank top. Tom <laughs> Ford, tank top, Hawaiian shirt. And then someone pointed out to me that it was Lil Kev. It was wearing the Lil Kev shirt, the exact same shirt that Lil Kev, the model, was wearing in the photo that uh, uh, Russell oh, Jefferson. That's funny. Famous. <laughs> so, yeah, those dudes got got funny with that. They were they were clowning with that. They got you talking about getting Snapchat for God's sakes. You're a grown ass man. Hey, I know. Did you guys see? It was the might have been at the after the end of the Toronto series when like it was like Jr. and Tristan were like were like mugging off camera while Kevin was on the on the podium and he like he oh, threw something at him, pulled up paper and threw something at him. And, oh, it was the best. He tries to do it on table like no one's watching, like he's in class. <laughs> so I think uh, I those two, and then um, uh, you know probably a pretty obvious top three from the game. But um, so happy for Kevin Love that he gets remembered yeah. for for shutting down Steph on the last shot. I mean that's just of all the improbable things. Yeah, a dude who just got roasted for his defense. For, since he came to Cleveland, just royally shit on, and then he hangs with Steph in the most critical sequence in in franchise history. That's just nuts. Uh, uh, and then uh, the the block, obviously, just ridiculous. I think uh, somebody, I, I think I saw LeBron was talking to. Uh, one, he, he did a whole bunch of interviews, obviously, afterwards, but it might have actually been Stephen A. Smith that asked him, like, if you look, he's got both hands up, because he was for Iguodala to go for the reverse. Yes. And he had his hand up to block that, too. We talked about um, that. Just, I love that. What were you prepared for? I was prepared for anything. <laughs> yeah. Anything you could have done. Um, and then, uh, and then the, the Kai Dagger 3. I mean, that just was amazing. And I guess that was, did you guys see that as a cover of the, uh, of one of the Oakland newspapers today? Was? was Kai, Kai taking that shot over Steph. Oof. Love it. Love it. Um, yeah, I mean, that shot is, let's go for a walk. That was ice cold. That was ice cold. And, uh, I don't know if you guys saw, but, uh, I was flipping between, like, NDV and ESPN last night watching the post game. And Kyrie sat down with the NBA TV guys. It was like Isaiah, Stephen, uh, Steve Smith, a basketball player, and uh, Grant Hill. And another. did you see when he was explaining why he took that three? No. He 
he said, like, they asked him about it, and like, what, you know, like, what was going through your mind in that moment? And he was like, well, I've watched a lot of game sevens, and I noticed around that time in the game where someone hit a three, it was huge because it gave that team breathing space. And so I figured I would just take a three in that moment to try and give us that space. Nice. Set it up. Yeah. So, I mean, it just, it was crazy to me that he, he was that thoughtful, you know, in that moment to do that. Um, and just was like, I'm going to go ahead and, and try and put this out of reach right here. Um, and that was just... Uh, yeah, Steph Curry guarding him. That was another reason to do it. Dog scenes. Yeah, ready. right. Yeah, he didn't have Clay. He didn't have Clay. Do you think Clay's feelings got hurt? Just <laughs> a, a, a switch. Yeah, we, we switched. We, that was the yeah. play. Play was the switch for for Curry on uh, Kyrie, and then Kyrie just shook him. I love that that started happening. That part of our strategy was just attack, attack, attack Curry. Curry, attack Curry. Oh, that was so good. Yeah, relentless. I don't, do you guys think? Do you guys think that somewhere there is a frying pan with the imprint of what Clay Thompson's face used to look like in it? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it feels so good. It feels so good to be a champion, doesn't it? It does. Doesn't it, <laughs> It's not hating when you're a champion. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's right. Out of facts. We're just having joy. We're joy, joyously pontificating about facts from a mountaintop. <laughs> so what was I, – I mean, I haven't heard the rest of the pod, but, and I'll listen to it, but what were the – I mean, what were the, what were the high points for you guys being there? I mean, you nailed a lot of them already. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I, the top three is pretty obvious. The LeBron right? block is up there. That was amazing. Uh, Did I you guys, think, could you kind of see it when you were there? We what when we were there? Like, you know how when you're at a football game, sometimes, like, you can see the way you can't on TV if someone gets open down the field or something? Like, could you guys see that LeBron block happening and trailing? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but it was hard to see what happened. I just knew that LeBron had blocked it somehow. You could, I couldn't see how amazing it was until I got home after the game. I was like, oh, my God. You could tell the ground he covered because we were oh, up in the nosebleed. So, we, like, we had a really good, like, from an X's and O's perspective, we had a really good view of how the play developed, where LeBron came from, and how much ground he covered. Like, the mechanics of where he got the ball versus the backboard and all that, we couldn't tell at all. But, but it looked hopeless because it was three on one. Yeah, it, was it was just JR against three guys yeah. racing the basket. Iguodala got past him. He was clearly out of position. Uh, was out of position, and LeBron comes out of fucking nowhere and just blocked that shot. Mm-hmm. Like we were, I, I, that in my head, that was a bucket. We were down by two, or whatever it was at that point, and he blocked it. And because like, I, I was still in, I was, I, I thought we were gonna lose at that point. So in my head, I was like, ah, there it is, there it is, and he blocked it. So I, I wasn't so elated yet. Cause I was like, oh, oh, okay, okay. Well, still, we're still gonna lose. Like I was still in my like Cleveland. Yeah. Game. Still in Cleveland mode. Hey, did you guys hear um, Kevin Durant's quote about LeBron's block? No. What was it? Here, I'll read it. I just found it. He says, he looked like Batman coming out of nowhere. Seriously. They got the all-black on, and he came out of nowhere. <laughs> they got the all-black That's amazing. He looked like Batman coming out of nowhere. That's a new way to watch this game, by the way. Looking at it now, I'm like, yeah, I see that now. This is awesome. Batman flying out of nowhere. I'm so excited. I'm so I'm so fucking hyped to get that jersey in the mail. I'm going to wear that jersey all the fucking time. Of course. Oh, my God. Woo! Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know how you 
How how good do you feel about living in San Francisco right now? Oh, oh I've been saying that this is the best. I have so much shit talking that I haven't been <laughs> for so long that I am just going to unleash a torrent. I have so much mean stuff to say. We're going to go out walking after this. Just just, just You're gonna go out walking. Give it to people. Just in Cavs gear. Nice. I'm ready. I know everything you're going to say. I've got four and five rejoinders for everything. Each one meaner than the last. Speak up debate champion right here. Yeah. <laughs> really employing my skills, my skills valuably. Uh, I'm going to go make some real mean t-shirts. Yeah, I'm super excited for some homemade t-shirts that are going to be mean. The Cleveland t-shirt industry is going to go crazy with this. Yes. Already you're seeing that. I don't want to buy. Oh, yeah. I got to get that, the one with the uh, title that says home in the state of Ohio. Yes. That one's awesome. I love all the 23 is greater than 73 love that. stuff. Oh, yeah. Those oh, yeah. are fantastic. It's, it, that's, I think that's the best part of this is there's just like nearly endless amounts of things that are going to be fun to engage in. Just reading, reading about basketball is going to be amazing amounts of fun oh, for the next I, forever. I haven't read any articles yet. None. Oh, Patty. None. I'm saving all. There are a lot. It's gonna be amazing. There are a lot. So I guess, uh, I guess the teams who it was like the director of game operations arranged for them to stop in Vegas on the way back <laughs> and surprised them with it. <laughs> Did you see the uh, the pictures they were showing of Mozgov? They were like, here's Mozgov wandering around eating a burrito. <laughs> Just constantly hungry. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> like a brontosaurus. There's a great Snapchat uh, with Usher. Usher with Mozgov. And Mozgov just saying something. And, and it's completely uh, indecipherable. And, and, and just Usher going back to the camera. I'm like, I have no idea what he just said. Did you mean indecipherable? Did you mean to say indecipherable when yeah, you said indecipherable? Because I didn't understand that. One of those words that I don't hear said all that often, so I've always had it in my head that that's how it's pronounced. Mm, Patty. I used to say vehement. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I get it now. But <laughs> I get it now. But if I don't hear it spoken a lot, I just I get the wrong message. Uh, I think excitingly we've got uh, Uncle Granty on the line, too. Uncle Is that Granty? Right? Oh, there he is. What is up? Now, Dave, I... I Dave, I know you might need to go, but hang around as long as you like. Uh, we're we're going we're to hand the conch to, to Uncle Branty now uh, uh, to uh, give us his thoughts. Grant, what do you want to talk about? Uh, I mean, it, it's just amazing that it happened, right? <laughs> I mean, that part that hasn't sunk in for anybody. I'm on the freeway right now, so doing two things at once, but... I just know it was the craziest thing. I watched it at home with the Leafs. You know, I've been watching all the games. I've got two of the two of the four wins because I went to Game Three and Game Six. And just the the range of emotion from you know the beginning of the series going down and then going to. Uh, Oh, I think, oh, I think I dropped off. Dropped off. You're, you're back. You're good. Dave just dropped off, though. Okay. Okay. Dave doesn't give Dave a shit about what you just said. Keep going, Grant. When I got my tickets 
game three, there was so much despair and there was no chance that we were winning that series. You know, that right. the guy who offered me the tickets, I was like, man, eh, man, I guess I'll go, you know. And then I'm hunting around for people to go to the game with me. We're calling up people deep in the contact list. One person who remained nameless turned down a free ticket to go. And then it all then it all turned, you know, after we won that game. Everything went crazy. We lose a game four. I don't know, just I know I'm rambling, it's just too much emotion. It was insane. Insane. Terrific. I'm so happy. A wild ride that nobody could have predicted. And I'll name that name. It's the Miles Stiggy Fins that refused to go to a game for free because he's such a front runner. It's the same Miles Stiggy Fins that said he would have traded LeBron straight up for Paul Millsap. So <laughs> we call that the percentage play. Yeah, imagine how well we would have done with Paul Millsap in this series. <laughs> the percentage play for Paul Millsap leave the Cavs. <laughs> <laughs> that is. I mean, all-time worst takes. Everybody that's on that list. Steph Curry was on that list, for God's sake. <laughs> terrible take. That bitch face mark. <laughs> terrible, terrible, terrible take. Oh. My favorite moment, uh, by far my favorite moment of the entire series is Ty Lue laughing at Steph Curry when he got ejected. Yes! I <laughs> forgot about that. I'm just so sick of those fucking jump-shooting marks acting like tough guys in Game 5. They just got served. I mean, they got worked. Hammered. Big Brother treatment. That was awesome. Awesome. Yeah, that is one of the all-time best. All the shit-talking that they did. This is amazing. Oh, yeah. Guess I didn't like his feelings getting hurt. All that stuff just... Yeah. Oh. It's funny too because well, LeBron was like, "Fine, I'm gonna go at Steph mentally now." Yeah. Yes. Did you, did you guys read that Chris Haynes article? I did. Yeah. Oh man, he was Going just like he, he embraced his dark side. He yeah. just said, "I'm gonna destroy Steph Curry, life." Yeah. <laughs> I'm, gonna just, just, I'm just gonna break him down from the inside. That's a person. I'll tell you what that is. That's Jordan esque. Yes. It's psychopathic, right? In a good way, though. Used for good. Yeah. But it was dark side power used for good. Oh, I oh, loved it. God. I was telling Pat, uh, Ethan Sherwood Strauss, who's like the the Warriors ESPN writer, tweeted out this thing that was like, people are asking me what they should do differently to next year. And he was like, honestly, I think their biggest thing is to move on from this without blaming each other. And Sam Amico replied to him, he was like, yeah, either that or remember not to talk trash to the real MVP. <laughs> Maybe that's a good lesson to learn. Keep your mouth shut. Worked! <laughs> Worked! That is an unbelievably fun part about oh, this. Oh, my God. That, uh, and Pat and I have been watching it nonstop, but the, the Christopher Walken lying on the, on the retreat video, Ooh. that Cavs hype video is so good. <laughs> It makes me so happy, and I'm gonna watch it. You watch so, those oh, here it is. Here it is. The one thing I'm really enjoying is, is make no mistake. I mean, Cavs won this series. I mean, they came out, won three in a row against a team that hasn't lost three in a row in like four years. I don't hear anybody talking about how Golden State choked. I mean, people should be talking about how they choked. 
because I don't know how you lose when you're up 3-1 and you've had that kind of dominance. But I just think that the performance was so masterful by LeBron. And, and there's others, uh, like the things that are going to get washed over. Tristan Thompson going 5-5 five for five from the line from Game 7. That's crazy. Uh, JR, how he came out in the third quarter to get control back in that game. Danny Griffin love being up in that final 10 seconds, which was insane. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, incredible. Kevin Love, plus 19 for the game and plus minus. Easily the highest on the Cavs. Amazing. Super weird. I love that he was the one that that uh, the first image of them winning is him hugging LeBron. It's great. Yeah, I was just saying to Maddie that he was the first guy to get to LeBron. It was so great. Well, he was there because he was standing on the rim to get his 15th award because that's what he was doing. Yeah, that's absolutely right. I mean, he took care of business last night. God bless him, you know. It's also an indictment of, like, national sports media. They are the yeah. laziest people. They write the same stories. They make up controversy where none exists. Uh, they got a good come up. And I know uh, – Manny, Patty, you were talking about Stephen A. and how you know he seemed to be in a depression. I didn't see it, but what was going on with that? With what? I couldn't hear that. Did you hear? With Stephen A. and what, Grant? He seemed to be in a depression that the Cavs won. Oh, I don't. I don't think he was in. No, I don't. I don't. I don't think he was. He was. He was. Stephen A.'s transgression was saying that LeBron's going to leave, and that L.A. is the likely destination. I don't think he was in a depression about it. I think he's he is uh, generally pro-LeBron, especially in opposition to to Bayless. Who said that Kyrie should be the MVP? But, did he? Yeah. No, he did not. I saw it somewhere on my Twitter feed. you got to be fucking kidding me. I don't, I don't think yeah, I am. Hey, Bayless. Uh, has Walt yeah. written an article yet? No. Of course. Not that I've seen fucking shit can piece he wrote after game six? Yeah, I know. He's like, well, LeBron can leave if he wins. What a fucking troll. <laughs> what is wrong with Woj? Why is he so ridiculously... I assume he just... LeBron won't leak stuff to him, and he's just giving him the... You know, he's giving him the treatment. I've always assumed that's what it is. Yeah, it's fucking bullshit. I just love like watch. Fucking something now. I'll be excited to see this piece that he writes, or doesn't. Because he does... It, he wears so much, like, such fucking broke jobs for the Warriors. Yeah. So, do you guys think that uh, the Warriors are arranging to get uh, Greg Norman on the line for grief counseling? All-time <laughs> joke. <laughs> Him, and what was the dude's name? Jean Vandeveld? Vandeveld. No, golf doesn't make a lot of appearances. Stranger. <laughs> I, I can tell you that feeling in town is electric, you know. Yeah, uh, no, that's what we wanted to ask you about, Granty. Tell us. People are, you know, so I'm in University Heights on my couch, okay? As soon as the game is over, like, University Heights, which is a small suburb, erupts in shouts in the middle of the night, people going crazy, fireworks going off. 
uh, I wasn't downtown. I didn't go downtown. A bunch of my friends were downtown at the watch party. They just said it was absolutely insane. A crush of people everywhere. I'm sure you guys have seen the photos of people sitting in parking garages. Uh, but, you know, the one thing that they all talked about is how, you know, different people, black, white, Asian, poor, rich, really, you know, just sort of came together. It was just pure joy. Just pure yes. joy. Dancing in the street. Uh, no violence. No, uh, nobody going knucklehead. Just yeah. really enjoying the moment. Mm. That is a great thing. Nobody's burning anything down. Yeah, just happiness. Nope. You Mitch guys see the video of the, of the cop high-fiving people downtown? No. Oh. i gotta, I got to look that up. Yeah. You guys, nope. Vince Cellini uh, uh, did some, like, reports for NBA TV uh, just from, from there. He's obviously, like, a sports reporter who's been uh, a local media. Yeah, and he just gave, like, an impassioned opus monologue this this oh it was just it was beautiful yeah about what it meant to the city yeah. what it meant to people he, how they deserved it he was just choking up the whole thing it was just so fucking awesome like have you ever 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 seen a more emotional championship victory celebration ever I, I don't I don't think I watched enough I gotta think of more about it but I don't think so whether you guys are in uh, what not you guys sorry uh, Ned you are in the uh, uh, New England territory like was was it this crazy with the Red Sox you know, for the tears and the crying and the how wonderful this was Ned I think we lost Ned mm-hmm. Uncle Granty look I, I can tell you uh 52 years is a real long time. And, and, you know, we were talking about it today. You know, if we don't win another championship in 52 years, I'm going to be 89 years old. You know, so after going through that kind of drought, you really have to take the time to appreciate it. I mean, I, you know, I've watched a lot of other championship celebrations on TV. I, I don't think you can really appreciate it until it happens with one of your teams. But, you know, I had friends from D.C., uh, friends from New York, just uh, Philly, uh, reaching out to me and congratulating me like I did something. You know, I had a couple cocktails on the couch and enjoyed myself. But, I mean, I think, like, the whole, you know, United States sports-loving world is sort of reveling in this just because it's such an outrageous story. Yes. Yeah, I, I think that's absolutely right. And then are you going to on Wednesday? Though? Because I'm tired of them feeling sorry for us. We never wanted their pity. I don't want their pity. Go fuck <laughs> yourself. We're the champs. They can all eat a patty. <laughs> Grant, are you going to go to the parade on Wednesday? I'm going to be out of town. But I'm going to catch the one next year when we repeat. Oh, yes. yes. There he is. I love um, it. Oh, man. Uh, this is just so emotional. It's great. It's great. (sighs) All right, Granny, you got anything else for us? No, I just want to hear more about, uh, did you guys see anybody cry at Oracle? Uh, I did not see anybody cry. No, I don't think they care that much. They're not real fans. Yeah, I sort of, I... These men are cowards. I agree with you. I mean, part of it is that they just won last year. Yeah. 
Part of it is that there's been a lot of success in the Bay Area recently. You know, the Giants have won a bunch. The Sharks were just in the Stanley Cup Finals. Um, I think people were pissed off like entitled rich kids to get their car taken away from them. I think that's the attitude that we saw. They were, uh, But I did not see any crying. I don't think it matters that much. Well, hundreds of thousands of grown men cried in Cleveland last night. Some in, some in Oakland, too. Yeah. yeah. For sure. As an emotional moment. All right, fellas. Good work. Congratulations. You did a little something. <laughs> we did our part. <laughs> All right, Granty. Get home safe. We'll talk to you soon. Oh, Maddie. Um... So tell me, who are you most happy for? Dear God. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a hard question, honestly. It's a, can I just start talking about people who I'm happy for, and then I can think about ranking them? Yes. Um, uh, Mo Williams, I'm very oh, happy Mo! for. Mo got a little bit of redemption. Coming back to this team, having been gone for, you know, he ate a lot of shit for how the last one went. I'm very happy for Mo Williams. Um, J.R. Smith might be number one. We've talked about him a little, but I'm so happy for J.R. Smith. All the people, the Bill Simmons of the world that said, I can never imagine J.R. Smith being an NBA champion. Oh, fuck. You can never win a championship with J.R. Smith. All that stuff. That's done. So happy for J.R. And how honest he was and how he comported himself afterwards was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, fucking LeBron, man. Way up, obviously. I, I, I feel like LeBron's my number one just because just of... Because it goes both ways, right? Mm-hmm. He, his life, there's a great piece. If you guys haven't read it yet, look up Joe Varden's piece. Um, I read it before the game uh, uh, on Sunday. The title is something like, uh, LeBron wants title for different reasons than you or me. Yeah. Um, and, and the writer grew up on the same street as LeBron. Well, LeBron once had a house, once lived in the, on the same street at some point. Yeah. I'm not sure if they overlap. The point being that, like, he, he, he had a different life, this this writer, right? Yeah. He had a, a good... Uh, he, he had two parents. Family, two parents. He knew his father. They both had jobs. They both, or at least they, they, they had a stable family. And yeah. They, sent him to co- they were able to send him to college. You know, They uh, were able to afford to go to games. Right. They were able to afford cable to watch games. And particularly, just like he had the, 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 the sports channel that you and I had, that most yeah. of our listeners have, of, of going to games and having that, that passion, that, connect, that emotional connection to Cleveland sports like cemented. I probably didn't have the money to go to these games, yeah. right? So he had that that period of his life, and then he got had all the success at such an early age, and was so wonderful with it. And then he broke our hearts in the worst possible way, you know. And look, we didn't handle it well. We didn't handle it well because we were upset and frustrated. Um, is Grant still there? So. Um, we were upset. We were frustrated, and he was—he—he was, I guess, unintentionally a super dick about it. Yeah. By being uh, so public about it, because he was trying to—he he didn't know what he was doing. He was trying to be like, you know, take advantage of the moment and, and the interest. He didn't keep, as, as he said in his own return letter, "I didn't understand what I meant." Yeah. To know the inside, because he didn't have the same connection, because he—because he grew up at, at trying to not be a statistic, to use his own phrase. Yeah. So you gotta feel so good for him that he that he he went to Miami his college years so to speak learn how to win 
And always, I mean, shortly after he left, he was like, I got to go back. I got to go back. Like, yeah. I, he realized clear he was thinking about it almost from the beginning. Yeah. He made a mistake. And and that was a mistake he made, not coming back to Cleveland. Yeah. And how that, that fueled him, that one guy, Pat Riley, Pat Riley yeah. who said, you're making the biggest mistake of your, of your career, came back to Cleveland, went through. And then, of course, like, on top of that, came back to Cleveland, the greatest team in the history, the fucking NBA, comes out of goddamn nowhere to take his crown. Yeah. To, to, to feast in his domain. Yeah. Uh, and we had a horrible first year, all the injuries, and, you, and, and we lose. And everything seems to be like gone, down 3 1. He comes all the way back, like, winning the last minute. Just holy shit, you got to be so goddamn happy. For yes. Him. Like, number one, so happy for him. All right. Other people. Ty Lu. Ty Lu, I'll go Kevin Love first. Yeah. Because Kevin Love got so much shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. His whole career, particularly over the couple, last couple of years, he was in Minnesota. People like giving him shit, dogging him. Uh, you know, saying he's a bad attitude because he just talks to the press, and the press is trying to make stories. Like yep. They've been doing this whole year with him, so yep. they followed him here. He made the decision to come back to us, even though we went on that big run without him. And, they, and then the same narrative came up again. He had the he had a fucking great playoffs. Yeah, through the Eastern Conference, amazing. Yeah, it was, it was the big fucking three. Yeah, we needed him. Yeah, he came through huge for us in all those series. And this is just the one team he really has a hard time matching up against. And the fact that not only was he, like, part of the victors. But right before this game, you know, as I said, a fan had torn off the I Believe in Kevin Love. Someone else sketched it back yeah. in. Because that man fucking, he had one of the seminal plays that won us the championship. We do not win that championship. We do not win this championship without Kevin Love. That is a fucking fact, and that's, I'm so happy for him. I, interesting thing with him is... I feel like he's in a spot where he could be the best player on a team that probably can't win the championship. Yes. And to make this act, to say I'm okay being the third guy on a team that does, this is probably what it looks like. Is people saying, why aren't you the best? Why aren't you doing the things I expect you to do? That When you talk about making sacrifices in order to do it, that's one of the sacrifices that you're making, I think. I, I mean, kind of want to be like James Worthy, right? Mm-hmm. James Worthy was the three, mm-hmm. right? On those Lakers teams, he had a couple games yeah. where he took over. Yeah, which, you know we we only saw a couple of games like that from the big game James. Yeah, uh, you know, but James Worthy was the best player on the team. I don't know what that right, right, for sure. I think we all know that. Yeah, James Worthy, a Hall of Famer. He is. Yeah, uh, he is in the Hall of Fame. Damn right, for sure. So Kevin Love can get there. Yeah, he really can. Uh, and I'm just very happy for him that that just the fact that he was an important part of that game in a series where. He was matchup out. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a rare thing. There weren't matchup outs back then. Yeah. They, they didn't have that level of, I think, sophistication. Sophistication of the, the game planning to be able to match up guys out of the game. Yeah. But they do now, and that's just not his fault. Kevin Love's fault. Um, so that's awesome. And then, yeah, uh, close, uh, tied for a second with, with Love. I just, just JR for me. Uh, I'm just, oh, that, I mean, <laughs> yeah. That, that says com- it all. The press conference says it all. I'm just, Kyrie, you happy for Kyrie? Oh, God, yeah. I love Kyrie. And, like, the only reason I'm not happier for Kyrie is just because of those three guys ahead of him. Mm-hmm. Right? But it's so equal. And he's so young. He's, he's got, so young. He's got like, a lot of time. Tristan, right? Yeah. Like, oh, God, I love those. But RJ, Richard Jefferson? Richard Jefferson's got to be high. He's got to be oh, higher than Kyrie, Kyrie, maybe. Kyrie, I'm sorry. Kyrie's yeah. young, man. Yeah. 35. That, that moment for you know, he, talk, he talks about the Tribune article, about how he was just, he was just like, Thinking to himself on the plane back from the, the Eastern Conference Finals, I feel like, or something like that. 
flying back somewhere. Yeah, maybe that is when it was before was just, the championship, before just, the finals. Right, he was just sitting there, like lost in thought by himself. And LeBron, like, just looks over at him and just says, "Richard, Richard, I know, I know what this means. I know what it means." Yeah. And came and sat down and talked to him. Like, and Richard was like, I, "Like, that's what I was thinking about." Yeah. I, I don't know how he knew it, but he knew it. He came over, like, you know, that just that's just fucking incredible. And I love that about Richard Jefferson, just just just, just how he was able to convey what this means. Yes. Um, You're not happy for Shannon Fry? I'm happy for Shannon Fry, but, you know, it's tough. We know him less. Yeah, we know him less, and he didn't get to play much in this finals. It's tough. But Ty, Ty Lue you're happy for? Oh, Ty Lue. You missed Ty Lue early. Yes, yeah. super happy for him. I'm also happy for David Blatt. Are you? Yeah. I think David Blatt, honestly, is going to be happy. I, I believe that David Blatt is happy about this. You think so? Yes. I think I think about he David, likes Ty Lue? Yes. I think David Blatt had problems as a coach. That's why he lost the job. He had trouble. And why didn't he get an team. NBA job afterwards, honestly? Yeah, I know. I think, I think it's shown. Um, but I think David Blatt, David Blatt, I'm sure, is conflicted about it a little bit. But he said that we were going to win the championship last year in the offseason. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bold proclaimed it. He was right. David Blatt, profit. Yeah. Um, he said it again in those weird like playoff rounds where he was like hanging around the Cavs or whatever. Yeah. yeah. He said it again. Like he 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 was cheering for us. Yeah. Because he believed in this team. He still loved these guys. He still yeah. loved Ty Lue. You know, like that that's you know Blatt does a lot of credit. And speaking of which, he better fucking get a ring. I think he I think he gets one no matter what. I'm not sure. Do we want to do that part now or do you want to hold we it? Jump ahead. I don't know. Do you? Uh Did let's you get the only I mean David Griffin's another person to feel oh, happy yeah, for. Yeah, David Griffin, yeah. Like, we talked about a little earlier with our with our friends, but like he just Ballsy. Ballsy. He's a fire Blatt. Ballsy. Mm-hmm. Seems like the right. You can't question that it's the right thing to do now. Nope. Every coach in the league just like came down and like a ton of bricks. Yep. It was fucking right. The Fry for Berejao swap, if we want to think about it that way, even though we had to include a first rounder, mm-hmm. that feels right to me. Feels right now. Just to get us there. Right? Super Andy cool. wouldn't have helped us in this series. Nope. Nope. And Fry certainly helped us earlier in the playoffs. Early playoffs. And will help us next year during the regular season. I mean, he's he more than Andy season. would. Yes, exactly. Um, Got to feel good for him. Uh, Dan Gilbert, do you feel happy for Dan Gilbert? I do feel happy for Dan Gilbert. I do too. Dude, I understand the rest of the national media hates him. Uh, he's an easy figure to hate, right? He's a Napoleonic, short guy, cocky. Sure. Uh, he talks smarmily. Yeah, no, although I don't know that I don't know that his content is that smarmy. No, but I know like, what you mean. You know, he talks, it's like, it's just, he I gotta say, as a fan, I'm fucking thrilled that he's the owner of my basketball Absolutely. team. Absolutely, Absolutely, he cares. Yeah, he's willing to write checks. Oh my! And God. I don't give a fuck about almost anything else. Yep, that's it. <laughs> seriously, that's it. Like quite seriously, he cares and he's willing to write checks. And even the letter that Pete catches all sorts of shit for, I know it meant a lot to me when he wrote Absolutely. it. Absolutely. That's what I was just saying. I know the rest of the nation hates him for a different reason. Also, you know, like a, a – so the business that he's in. Yeah, the real estate and the bubble crash and all that stuff. But, like, that dude wrote that letter. I know it is bad from every other perspective but Cleveland. But, like, the way he explains how he wrote – why he wrote that, how he regrets it, and it was one of those things where you recognize more, like, ah, I should have But – you got all those letters from people just talking about how much it meant to them as Cleveland fans. Yes. Right? And, like, he, he fucking gets it. Yeah. He got us. And he was relentless. Relentless. The fact that he was able to swallow his pride to help rule LeBron back is 
Cannot be over fucking stated. No. LeBron coming back was not a sure thing. No. Obviously. Uh, and he had a lot to do with that. For sure. 100%. The whole notion that he is interfering in the – I don't think he does that. That he interferes in no. player acquisition. Or, just, just putting whoopee cushions under coaches' seats. Right. Uh, right. <laughs> which is amazing. Uh, Patty, yeah, what so, about uh, you? Know who I'm happy for, Patty? Who are you happy for? You. Aww, isn't that nice? That is nice. But the fan series, I mean, yeah, fan. I mean, just Cleveland. That's the best. And you, we, Maddie. We were talking about it yesterday that it was Father's Day, and that's such a big deal that you were able to call your grandfather, oh who God. is what ninety six. Ninety six. I'm gonna get the second cry out of you here. And uh, thought he was never gonna see another championship, and you got to call him and say, "Grandpa, I was here. I saw it. It happened. It's real." That's a big deal. A huge thing. As much as sports is a generational thing, oh and it's something that connects generations. That's I, a big deal. My grandpa says all the time, especially after every you know setback, like you know when Johnny Menzel was starting to be good and he was fucking shit. My grandpa was just like, "Ah, uh, it's done. I'm not gonna see a championship before I die." Yeah. I see that one. I keep saying it over and over again. And uh, <laughs> about to fucking see one. Yeah, you got to see it. That's a big deal, man. You got to see one. Like the fans, it, it's that's part uh, of what was so awesome about watching the fans at the uh, at, at Hopkins with the plane coming back, and is gonna be so awesome about watching the parade on Wednesday. That town's happy, and and Grant made a good point. Nobody's doing any knuckleheaded shit. No, it's just out being well happy. behaved. Everyone's like, "Oh, I want to see that destruction." No, we were no. Like, no, we're not Detroit. We're not Oakland. At least we're not Detroit. Seriously. That's oh, an awesome that's thing. Amazing. All right, you want to talk about who gets rings? Yes, yeah, who gets rings? I think we feel like everybody gets rings. You now, get right? a ring, and you get a ring, and you I, get a ring. Before the series, and even during game seven, I was like, fuck Andy. Fuck he doesn't get anything. Uh, everybody. I don't care. I get, I'm magnanimous in my Magnanimous. In my joy. You can't touch me anymore. You can't right? hurt me anymore. So the list of people that I think that are not currently involved in the organization who gets rings includes, you stop me if, you, if I say something you don't agree with. David Blatt. Yes. Andy Verajao. Yes. Joe Harris. Yes. Jared Cunningham. Yes. I think that's, that's it. it. <laughs> I think that's it. That's all it needs to be. I don't think anybody else. You never else still with the team, right? Nobody else was on. We didn't have any other 10-day contracts. Jordan McCray is going to get his. I think it's those four. I, I, I'm I fine it, with I, each and every one of them. I give it to every one of them. I want them to be actually at the ceremony. I'd love them to be at the ceremony. It'd be fabulous. Depends if they're probably on team. So, Andy, if Andy's on another team, he, he won't Ooh. be able to. Do we sign Andy back? Is that your question? Yes. Fuck it. I say yes. I say yes. Absolutely. We have a real forgiving attitude. Absolutely. We brought Mo back. Let's bring him back. He can play the Sasha Khan. Totally. He can have that spot. I want him to give him that spot. Let's do it. The fans would welcome him back, too. I'm quite confident. Everybody that booed him and cheered him when he came back, he can come in and flop for us. Absolutely. I'd take Cunningham, Jack, too, if he's, if he's available. I'm not sure he will be. Yeah, he might really end up on a team. Yeah. I mean, he's the sort of player, I don't know. I can't remember if we're going to try to get into what's uh, like a, a short preview of what's next. Here we do. Yeah, um, we might as well. We have, we're in the third hour now. I guess so. We can, we can come. Maybe we're staring down our, our wrap-up in the next 15 minutes <laughs> or so here. But as we think about what's next, uh, we talked about this briefly. I think there's five open roster spots, conceivably, right. most. RJ's gone for sure. Yeah. Um, That's one and gone. Uh, Dante Jones. Probably. Uh, 
Sasha Khan. Probably. Uh, McCray is signed for next year, but he's on, you know, he's on the bubble for sure. And James Jones. I think, and James Jones maybe comes back, maybe he's not. So that's three to five spots Does for the sure. Does Sasha have a have a player option for this year or no? I think it might be a team option. Oh, good, that'd be nice. Because mm -hmm. um, he there. And then after that, the free agents are. I think everybody else is signed. I'm pretty sure the only free agents are Jr., who's opted out and is unrestricted. I think mm -hmm. Delhi, who is a restricted free agent, and LeBron. So we think LeBron's coming back. We're fairly confident about that. <laughs> yes. Um, Delhi, super interesting. You know, there was a point in the in the Hawks series, I think, where Van Gundy was saying he's going to get twelve million a year next year. That feels overstated now, coming off of these finals. Ten million a year feels a little overstated. So I think they see what the market is for him, and there's probably a contract that somebody conceivably could throw at him uh, that would cause us to blanch. Um, yeah. Would I give Delhi three years and thirty-six million? I don't know that I would. I think we could probably spend that money in better places. Uh, I'd love to have Delhi back. I'd love that Delhi back, but I don't think we break the bank for him. I think right. uh, Jr. would break the bank for him. within reason. I don't know. I mean, if somebody offers him a max deal, we're not matching a max deal. We're not paying twenty million a year. Fair for, enough. For no, one, no, one, no one's offering a thirty-two-year-old, no. and he's got to want to come back. I think. Yeah, he knows this is great for him. He knows yeah. we'll take care of him. Yeah, he's just happy here. Yes, I think, I think, I think it's good for him. It's good for his life. It's good for his family. I think he'll stay. But we gotta give him. So, a, we gotta give him at least ten million. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got no problem with that. And so then I think we, you know, we can operate on the margins at that point, and that means, uh, I, I don't think we have any draft picks this year. We don't. But apparently, we're trying to trade up into the draft. And trying some, to, and some, and some guy, some guy said, you know what? Normally, I would actually really care about this. I don't right. care at all right now. So I care a little bit. Yeah. I care a little I'd like, bit. I'd like to see, for example, Kevin Love. Not, not trading him now, right? Yeah. Not trading him now. Everyone's talking about trading I, him. No, no, no. Okay, that's the thing we should check on. We I should, think we're in agreement. We're not trading Kevin Love. We shouldn't no. trade Kevin Love. And, and Dave Deming, who, who is, is not here with us anymore, um, uh, asked us before game five or six, Kevin, to, to talk about that. Like, yeah. what do we do with Kevin Love in the offseason? It seems like we'd be better, uh, better suited for uh, – um, we'd be better suited for, uh, you know – Taking that, you know, Boston offer, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Crowder and Jay Smart Crowder and Smart Change. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or Jay Crowder and Bradley. Uh, you know, even at the time, I was like, absolutely not. I don't think you. I mean, like, I get the the reasoning for it, but you you don't try to match up against one fucking team. Yeah. That's what we did with Shaq and uh, Orlando, yeah. and then we ran to Boston. I mean, we didn't have the personnel to face up against them. Yep. Um, and Shaq was useless in that series. Uh, so th th you just you just don't do that. Yep. You, you put the best team out there. And you try to build on the margin. Try and find a Richard Jefferson-like guy yep. that can fill that role and make you, make you a very adaptable team. Yep. So um, I think that means – so what we talked about uh, – so maybe they're straight up to the draft. Maybe they really try to exploit the, uh, the undrafted free agent market where they yep. found Delhi previously. Yeah. Um, you know, the guys, the type of guys that are just athletic and can be coached up into shooting well and coached up into playing good D, you can find those guys. Mm -hmm. That's something they should explore. They've got uh, our boy Chetty. Oh, Chetty. Chetty Austin. Jedi. Chetty Austin. Uh, stashed away somewhere in Europe. Uh, Turkey. Turkey. Yeah, that's right. Um, that maybe can you come know, over and. We got to keep him away from ISIS, but I think we can. <laughs> Jesus. Sorry, man. That was poor taste. Gee, that's horrible. 
That's it's just Turkey's fucked up, man. It's a crazy place to be playing. If that is a fucked up place, that's where Blatt's coaching. Yeah, and that's all. It's <laughs> true. It's crazy. Um, so I think they make some moves on the margin. I don't know enough off the top of my head because I've been so focused on the playoffs. About I feel like they drew in muscles on Curry in that. Yeah, picture too, picture. right? Sorry, yeah. we're looking at the MVP comparison. What a joke uh, that they show over the at the finals. The fucking we're watching the, the replay of the game for the seventh time now. Um, third time in this podcast. I think, <laughs> I think we've gone to three, three, three. Um, we're at the very end, right now. Last minute, last minute. So of the game. we should we should probably start to wrap up. I'm yeah. guessing. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know exactly who's going to be available, but clearly we should be a destination for the Richard yeah. Jeffersons of the Matt, world. Matt, the shot's about to happen again. Yeah. Forgive us. Dribble, dribble. The shimmy, shimmy, shimmy. Oh. The bottom. <sighs> so nice. So nice. We're about to see some Kevin Love stuff here again, too. Well, this is a good bookend. Start with this moment, right? That's right. That carry, carry, on, carry on, Steph. Pat, give Double it to him switch. again. Give it up. Almost throw it away. Go back to Steph. Pump it. Jump it up. Nope. 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 Miss. Brick. Brick. Yes. Sorry, not miss. Brick. The Brick of Shaw. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not exactly sure uh, who's available, but I feel like we got a good shot with it. I think we have a mid-level available next year. Um, and I'm confident that there's guys that could benefit us playing an RJ-like role. Uh, so that's where I would invest is young athletic wings. And, uh, yeah, exactly. And, you got to get some youth in the team. <laughs> and bets who can roll for, mm-hmm. <laughs> for us. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. What else do you want to talk about, Patty? Or should we just go really enjoy our day? Let's go enjoy our day and just, just strut around the streets of the Bay Area. Strutting seems like the right move Strutting. right now. Strut. A time like this, there's only one thing a man can do. And that's strut. Mm. Want to play us out with something good, Patty? Ladies and gentlemen, uh, the Cavaliers, the Cleveland Cavaliers are world champions. Fucking mm. <laughs> good. So good. Oh, I just reached the over. Uh, <laughs> a lot of tears from Patty. It's good. Oh, it's been so pleasant. Oh, crying. Oh, God. Uh, I, I think there's only one song to start to, to close us out with. It's the song that started our podcast. Started us. We're not ending. Just to be clear, this is not the end of the Maddie podcast. This Maddie is not the end of the Maddie podcast. We're going to keep going. We're going to go for more championships, but we're going to do so from, from a healthy <laughs> – Oh. A healthy level of confidence. Our attitude's going to be amazing. We have we're going we're going to be resilient now, and, and 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 be able to take whatever comes. That's right. Because we won a, we won the greatest fucking championship in the history of the NBA. So I don't give a shit. Yeah, what you got to say can't be taken away from us. Nope, can't do it. It's done. It's ours. All right, Matty. Uh, that does it for the Cleveland Sports Hours. Uh, uh, until next time, this is Matty and Patty saying. Friendship. Go Cavs. Go Cavs. Champs. Just keep on coming on
Oh! <laughs> 